This is Infection, the Survival Podcast, recorded live on Tuesday, November 26th, 2019, episode 254. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Infection, the Survival Podcast. Infection is your source for the latest information on survival video games. We bring you the latest news, reviews, updates, and more each and every week. My name is Nick Craig. You can find me on Twitter at Nicholas M. Craig. Of course, you can visit our website. It is infectionpodcast.com. Joining me from the great state of Idaho, Brian with an I, who put the I in Idaho, Aldrich. Hey, Brian. That's right. Hello. If you want to find me at Boise Computer on Twitter, of course, my blog, biteoftech.com, and that's with an I. Also, make sure you go check out our website, infectionpodcast.com. And on the right-hand side, if you want to submit news throughout the week, make sure you click join our Discord server. Uh, we've got a channel in there where if there's a topic that you think might be interesting, you can uh, put that a link to that. And we always reference those before the show when I'm uh, putting together the show notes. If you want to get a notification of when the show is going to start, you happen to be sitting at your computer, uh, you can click join our Steam group. And then a little notification pops up right before the show. Uh, we tend not to put any other notifications in, in there. So it's helpful. If you happen to be home, you can come in and join the live chat, uh, participate in the game giveaway. Uh, we got our Mixer, our Twitch, and our YouTube, which is what we stream to for the live show. Also, you can get uh, some of our videos after the fact on, on those. And we have our audio-only forums. So whatever kind of platform you happen to be listening on, you can uh, you can use one of those links to get it. And show notes for every single episode up to this point, which we're on episode 254 today. So if you want to uh, watch maybe a video that if you're listening and you want to watch a video um, of something that we were referencing, all of that will be in the show notes. So uh, also on the left hand side, you can do the support us. If you happen to let's see, Black Friday's coming on. You want to support us through Amazon. You can go ahead and click the link before you do your purchasing. And we get a little bit of kickback from that. Uh, if you're going to be doing anything through Humble Bundle, uh, select our link before that. And then also the Twitch Primes. That's one of the best ways that that we receive support. So, Yes, sir. <clears throat> I want to thank a couple of individuals. Speaking of Twitch Prime, I want to thank our good friend, Unicorn Joe, for hitting us up with the resubscription. Our buddy TechZone707 for hitting us up with the resubscription. Our friend Oh It's Judd, Head Neophyte, and finally, come or and 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 finally on the list coming in um, is Charlie MCN. I believe that's a a first time sub. I don't believe I've seen that name before on the sub list. So thank you to Charlie Judd, Head Neophyte, um, and then uh, you know the, the rest of those guys. A couple of people that came in last week, Sean, Joe, and uh, and the rest of them. So. Uh, Very good. That, uh, that I believe is going to uh, cover that. All right. A um, couple days before Thanksgiving. So first, first things first. Uh, no game of the week, obviously this week, um, due to that. I won't be in town. I don't think you'll be in town, Brian. Um, no, sure. I will not be. But I might be playing some games. So if people make sure you, if you are in town, jump mm. into the Discord. If you're going to be around, per, for instance, Friday night. I will probably be at my cousin's oh, nice. uh, at that point in time. So I'm, I'm going up to visit them uh, for Thanksgiving. And he's a big gamer. So who knows? We may be playing some games in there. Big gamer. Um, yes. Nice. Um, I would thank Judd, who just... He's, he's a true he's a true game nerd. He actually has a super, or Nintendo NES controllers tattooed on his arms. That's a bit much, no? 
I don't think that. So, okay, hold on. Hold on. I just want to clarify your statement. So you're telling me if I mm-hmm. went out right now to a t- tattoo parlor and got Nintendo, tro- Nintendo controllers tattooed on my arm, that would make me a true gamer? Well, yeah, I mean, you could be a poser gamer, but he is actually a true gamer. And that's so, okay, so he's a true gamer. The tattoos has. have nothing to do with it. I mean, that's a good indicator that you probably are pretty dedicated to video games. I'm not I mean, tattooing uh, any video game on my... Well, that's first of all, that's a mistake. But second of all, how are we not true gamers? We've done a podcast about a video game for 254 weeks straight. I've moved across the state, m- moved across the country. I went through two What's hurricanes. What's the movie on the country, across the country have to do I'm just gaming? talking about dedication. Oh, okay. <laughs> couple hur- for a job? I'm talking about a couple hurricanes. I mean, we've, we've, done, we've been through it all. You had the fl- bubonic yes, plague like a couple months ago. I did the show. I mean, we've been through a lot. We went. We, we, <laughs> yeah, that's true. We survived in Seattle. It was a hairy situation. We survived that. We came back. And we, <laughs> lived, we lived to tell the tale. I mean, I just I'm, I'm frankly, I'm a little bit offended. I mean, we're pretty we're pretty dedicated gamers. He he is like a true dedicated gamer. I just love how you're undermining me still. This is just incredible. I just say it. <laughs> OK, whatever. OK, fine. Whatever. Brian's, I guess. I, did you meet him at PAX? I, he, I think you were wandering off somewhere. And, oh, no. Uh, we never, No, I, I didn't have a chance to meet him. No, I don't think so. Yeah, you guys were off somewhere else. And so Lance, Lance I think Lance got to meet him. Or maybe it was Sean. I don't remember. Yeah. Well, so hopefully everybody has a safe Thanksgiving. Um, and uh, obviously we have some Thanksgiving updates and whatnot. But before that, Brian, we have yes. got, we are in the midst of one of my favorite things which is a Steam sale. So we are in the middle of the Steam... Well, not in the middle. We're right at the beginning of the Steam Autumn sale. Started today, and it goes through December 3rd, 10 a.m. Pacific time. And um, yep. we've got a link here of of the, uh, the survival category. And I've got it on top selling. We'll look at a couple different categories here. So uh, Rust is 33% off. It's on sale for 24 bucks. Ark Survival Evolved, that is on sale. You can get that for 18 bucks. Raft, which we've talked about playing. This is probably a good buy. $14, that's a really good buy. Uh, PUBG is on sale, 15 bucks. Resident Evil 2 slash Biohazard Resident Evil 2 is $19.79. That's 70% off. Seven Days to Die, $8.50. Not, not a better price than that. Um, don't starve together. Daisy on- still hasn't gone down. I, think, I, I was I getting down 20, there. You son of a bitch. I said, I said I'd buy it at twenty nine ninety nine. It's still, still thirty one dollars. Don't survive <laughs> yeah. together. Don't starve together. Is on sale for six bucks. The forest is twelve. Conan Exiles twenty. Dead by Daylight good sale at ten bucks. Daisy, the aforementioned Daisy, thirty one forty nine. Brian's not buying it. Who cares? Nobody, nobody plays it anyway. So that was top selling. Um, I went to what's popular. It's pretty much the same, but there's a couple things on new trending that I didn't see, like Green Hell, which we've been talking about the past couple yeah. weeks. That's 20% off, which $20 is a pretty good price for that. Hunt the Showdown, we've talked a little bit about that as well. That's on sale for $25. Um, the Wild 8, that's something that we showed a video for you know, a couple months ago at least. Um, yeah. That's available, actually, probably more than a couple weeks ago when they did their 1.0 release. That's on sale for $15. Um Oh, you know, there's a bunch, a whole bunch of games here, and this is just the survival. The long dark one, I'd rec- I definitely would recommend the long dark because it's like ten dollars right now. Oh, is that a ten bucks? Uh, okay, that's a good price. Yeah, ten bucks. It's sixty six percent off, so that's an excellent deal for the long dark. 
Yeah, Subnautica is on sale. No Man's Sky is on Astroneer. sale. Uh, Generation Zero. That's the game we saw at PAX two years ago. That's on sale. Um, Far Cry. You know, it's it's typical Steam sale. Now, I'll tell you what. I've said this for a while now. These Steam sales kind of suck. Um, Atlas, $4.79. Couldn't pay me to play it. Um, there are a couple of these featured sales. I believe these are rotating. Um, there's no timer on them, but I believe there's a couple sales that are going to rotate through. So keep an eye on that. Um, other than that, it's unfortunate, Brian. We've talked about this a bunch. These Steam sales, by the way, the Steam controller is five bucks. That's probably with seven nine seven ninety nine shipping. God damn. Okay. I was I was clicked to buy it. I'm like, are you adding seven ninety nine for shipping? No thanks. Yeah, no, I'll pass. Um, so. It's unfortunate because these sales are the same games over and over again. Um, so if you're looking for a game, check it out. Sale runs for the next, uh, what is it, two weeks? No, one week. It runs for it runs until next uh, Tuesday. So you've got a, a week to uh, go and purchase some of these games. So that is the Steam Autumn Sale. Very good. Yes, and there, yeah, you'll find some things if you kind of dig through there. Yeah. All right. Um, one thing. So, are you ready to go, or do you want to jump into anything before we jump into Brian, some news? I'm always ready to go. All right. One thing that they did in the past week, and since we're talking about Steam, is they enabled those uh, the remote play features. Ah, okay, cool. I think they did it on the 20th, so of course the day after our last show. Uh, but this is where you can do some of these couch co-op games remotely. And so if you go to a game, you can right click on it um, and actually you can go to a person's name, right click on them, and then you can say remote play together and it will do some of those games like, I mean, Overcooked was a game that you recommended to me, very good uh, co-op game. And so just those ones that are made to be a split screen or you're using the same screen, this allows you to play some of those. Hmm. So that's pretty neat. Uh, yeah, give it a try. It'll, it kind of opens it up to not having to have a game that is made to to actually do over the internet kind of play. That's super cool. Up to four players. Hmm. We ought to try that. Yeah. So, uh, so this yeah, this would be fun. But certain games, I mean, when you get like overcooked, I can't imagine trying to play that on. I I don't know if they have it to where you can really play it well on like an internet connection. Overcooked? As I'm far sure. As like multiplayer? Do they have multiplayer mode in there? There's not multiplayer, but it would be a Steam. But that's what I'm saying is, it, with if you're playing over the internet, there's not, there hasn't been a way up to this point to Correct. really play with yeah. people. So this opens that up. How well it works, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, we um we need to try this. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do let's do that this weekend. Uh, when I get home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll be out for the weekend too. Let's let's try this up before next week's show for sure, and give that a try. Okay. Uh, that's so that's yeah, we can play cool. some. We'll, we'll see what game we both have. Oh, now we don't both it, need to have it. I don't think. I think only one. And yeah. I, so let's That's, say overcooked. <clears throat> we can try that and see. I don't have overcooked on Steam. I don't think. I I, 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 th I thought I did. I'll say it's probably knows. on sale. It's probably on sale. Um. So yeah, that's um. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty cool. Um. Let's uh. Let's quickly talk about Stadia. Um, talked about kind of the lackluster launch last week, and we're not going to spend um, we're not going to spend the whole show on it. But there's been a couple of things 
um, that have been reported this week. One of them is a pretty crazy uh, headline over at uh, 9 to 5 Google, which is originally came from 9 to 5 Mac. It's the same group. Um, and the headline is Google Stadia is lying about 4K. Um, and their original claim, now Google has since responded, but their original claim was that the, um, the, uh, the, with the Verge who did this said that Destiny 2, the developers, Bungie, said that Stadia's version of the game isn't the same as the 4K version of the game on other platforms. Rather, that Destiny 2 on Stadia renders at 1080p and is upscaled to improve the quality. Which, by the way, you don't upscale to improve quality. You upscale to improve resolution. You can't gain pixels by... You can't yeah, make so quality better. I was trying to think how in the world they can say that phrase. And well, because it it. it's streaming at 4K, but it's streaming a 1080p game upscaled to 1080 to 4K. I mean, are they upscaling it and then kind of smoothing it or something? I yeah, mean, probably. What yeah, I mean, because you have that's what you would do. Um, so they're saying that, uh, in other words, Destiny 2 players currently never play at 4K on Stadium. Now, since then, and by the way, there was a couple. There's a bunch of people that did some side by side shots on different platforms, and um, Google has since responded to the situation. And this was their um, this was their statement. It says Stadia streams at 4K and 60, 60 FPS, and that includes all aspects of our graphics pipeline from game to screen, GPU, encoder, and Chromecast Ultra, all outputting 4K to 4K TVs with the appropriate internet connections. Developers making Stadia games work hard to deliver the best streaming experience for every game, like you see on all other platforms. This includes a variety of techniques to achieve the best overall quality. We give developers the freedom of how to achieve the best image quality and frame rate on Stadia, and we are impressed with what they have been able to achieve from day one. We expect that many developers can, and in most cases, will continue to improve games on Stadia. And because Stadia lives in our data centers, developers are able to innovate quickly while delivering even better experiences directly to you without the need of game patches or downloads. So, they just pawned it off on the developers. So, the reason they're saying that the reason that Destiny is not an actual 4K is because of Bungie based on their statement. They said it's the developer's choice. So, Well, they probably found that it didn't run well. Yeah, of course. I mean, <laughs> of course. So, Does so nobody realize how, how, when I say expensive, I mean expensive in terms of resources. resources, how expensive it is to render a game at 4K? The, the resources required to play a game at 4K 60 FPS is very expensive. Very, very expensive. And this is different from let's say like netflix where they are just delivering a video that's pre-rendered it's not having to do any work necessarily to be able to get that video they're just their goal is they have to have a good network connection to you they have to have a server that's ready to deliver it right they are doing some encoding of some sort to put it over the internet uh, network connection but still it is not going to be exactly the same uh there's too much work happening it, it where your computer struggles to do it there's a lot of data that's too much data to send over an internet connection your average person's internet connection well, what you're seeing right here is from red dead redemption and it is very obvious that on the left side of your screen you're seeing stadia and on the right side you're seeing xbox and it, the left side has got the typical 
the typical sign of low resolution. Uh, muddy yeah, the and fog very and smooth. The... And you can see even the details on the branches. Um, I think this picture right here shows it the best with the grass. Everything has got such a strong haze over it. And that is a typical technique of reducing quality. The, the detail is just not there. You can It's, it's so blatantly obvious. And um, this is from a user on Twitter. Now, is this the most scientific? Could this person have had a bad connection? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, well, the, the problem is with the PC, you, on uh, especially Red Dead Redemption 2, you can't, even with the nicest computer, the top-end video card, you can't run it on high, on 4K. For what? And so, huh? For what? You can't get 60 frames 4K on the highest end computer right now. The video cards that the, the 2048 video card mm -hmm. isn't capable of running at 4K at 60 frames. Hmm. So, so what, you have to SLI is your option. No, I'm just saying it's it's not going to run. It, it currently the current hardware is incapable of running Red Dead Redemption, the new Red Dead Redemption. Gotcha. The at new Red Dead full Redemption. Setting. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's but that's the issue. So they're claiming they're claiming that they can do it on that. No, the top end computer that's out there right now is unable to run the PC version at max. Well, and the, the thing that the thing that kind of gets me about this is the, like, I don't want to spend the whole show on Stadia, but I think it's this is what we're what we're seeing right now is I think probably going to be very instrumental in where the future of gaming goes and it's starting with stadia does some does the industry move to this trend or does it not and this is this i think could be the front line of that what makes no sense with stadia is there's two versions well there's a couple versions but there's two main versions there's a free version where you buy the games and then there's a paid for version which is 9.99 a month you also buy the games the free version gives you 1080p streaming the pro version gives you 4k in the case of destiny a free-to-play game you the the p the, the the player on the free version and the player on the paid version are going to see the exact same quality of game because the yeah. 4K version is just 1080p upscale. Now, I'm believe me, I've watched enough videos on upscaling. I understand how upscaling works. It's not the same as playing something natively at 4K. The the point is, they told everybody buy this. Buy the four, buy the pro, buy the pro 4K version. You get games at 4K, games at 4K, games at 4K. They're not, and even the ones that are at 4K, like Red Dead Redemption 2, don't compare because yeah. they can't. Because it, and I'm not expecting them to compare. But the problem is, Brian, just like everything else that Google does, they set the expectation in the bar so freaking high that there is no place to go but down an absolute failure. And I find it funny yeah. that there's a website that exists out there called StadiaCountdown.com. And it's based on other numbers that have existed from other Google platforms. And they are saying that Google Stadia has got, on average, uh, uh, the estimate is it's got 1,452 days left before Google shutters it. That's the average life of a Google service, 1,452 days. So nice. I thought that was pretty funny. The website is StadiaCountdown.com. Um, but... This is Google's fault. They can you play that? There's that video that shows the input lag. I mean, even oh, if yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Uh, he does talk. Yeah, or I don't know if you want to. No, I'm not particularly keen in listening to it. I've watched it. Um, let's 
let's sh- let's show. Well, let's see here. That's the trailer. So, I guess I guess we could listen to it. That way, you can hear the click and see the jump delay. I can't even look around. So, what kind of keyboard is this guy using? What the hell? He's using the Dell, the one that comes with the Dell, Dell desktop. The old Dell Dimension desktop. Yeah. Okay, now, first of all, this is coming from the Washington Post, so take that for what it's worth. Um, but, to be fair, if this guy had a crappy internet connection, this is what would happen. Right? This is not, yeah. this is not representative of the entire thing. But this, I mean, this, th- but this, this is, is just what he's claiming his experience. Well, and, and guess what? There's probably a lot of other people, Brian, because if you don't have a good, if you're, if you have an internet connection where you're dropping now, packets. Okay. So, uh, but to clarify, he was running this on a one gigabit internet connection. Okay. But to be clear, a one gigabit internet connection is only as good as who, the, who knows what the latency well, is. Who knows what the, well, his, his, his ping shows low, but again, then you're looking between the data center of your ISP and Google. So yeah, but still them them being spread out across the country with multiple data centers is supposed to prevent stuff like this. Well, but this will but be your stadium, average probably your average person's. Well, I haven't experience. seen I haven't seen that many. I mean, this is this this is pretty blatant. Um, I haven't seen as many. Let's see, I'm just reading the comments on this one. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm just reading the comments. Nobody's like, oh, this was my experience as well. I mean, a lot of people talking about it. I, yeah. I've i watched a bunch of videos on this. Um, I'm, I I think I was right. I mean, I really do. I just I don't see the service succeeding. I don't really have anything yeah, else. To, guy, I don't have anything else to I say. Mean, one thing is he, he has a two. He's on a fiber connection. He has two millisecond ping. Yeah. To where he's at. Yep. And that's the that's the connection. Mm-hmm. That's the experience he's having. So, I, I I can't say I'm surprised. Yeah, I bet I think that this is something they're going to have to work through. I, I as I said from the beginning, I think since they announced, Google is doing a, a test. Some other company is going to come in and do it better, and then that'll be the one that kind of takes the industry and goes with it. I could see Amazon doing this. I mean, why wouldn't Amazon do something? They have data centers everywhere. I'd be very surprised if Amazon Studios doesn't kind of head this direction. Yeah. Because they would be able to do it. They would offer some in prime. They would give you a bunch of free games you can play in prime. You can go and they could integrate that with Twitch. They could, there's so much stuff they could do, but where's where's uh, Google going to go with this? Uh, In about 1400 days, probably nowhere. But the thing is, is Google doesn't really have a way to capitalize at the moment. I mean, they have YouTube gaming whatever they've ended up turning that into uh but that's not really a place that has a turnover of i mean how often do you go to youtube to to watch live gameplay never it's just it's not what people do no and so i think i think that i think this is something that you're gonna have to just wait until another company does it better i mean playstation has their playstation now uh xbox has things for this i mean it's just steam uh, someone else is going to do steam and some steam has has some aspects of this i think that just some other company is going to do it and do it better and this will go to the wayside so but the 
tough part about this is they have you buy that game, which is kind well, of weird. And the other part of it, well, and the, and the other tough part of it is that they have just blatantly misled people. Yeah, I mean they they we saw their booth at, at PAX. This whole thing since day one has been. 4K, 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 4K. That's been the entire market. They shouldn't be pressing campaign. 4K. They that, shouldn't. But it's, it's a just, buzzword, it's, and that's what unrealistic. people. It's it's bullshit, is what it is, Brian. We knew damn well this thing was not going to support 4K, 60 FPS. Is compare in the same way that a console does or a PC does. We knew that from day one, and anybody that didn't is a moron. It's the just not technically takes- possible. The, the encoding it takes to prepare the video to be sent over the internet and then decoded on the other side is just too much to handle 4K and have it be fast. It just doesn't work the same. I was right. I'm there's going to be a delay. I mean, yeah, th- there's a delay with Netflix. You just don't notice it because you're only watching something that's being delivered to you. But not even no the, it's not even the delay part that bugs me. The part is that when you see a PC 4K Red Dead, which is the screenshots that we just saw, and then Stadia's, it looks like, 4K versus 1080p. 1080p is great quality. And anybody that says, oh, t- only 1080p, c- give me a break. 1080p is incredible quality. But yeah. when you market your services at 4K streaming service and everything is going to be 4K 60, 4K 60, and people in the first week pull up a side-by-side comparison and your game looks like it's got a freaking piece of wax paper over it and the uh, PC version looks like it's c- clear as day, that's an issue. It's no man's sky. Well, this is this is where they really should have pushed. Just we're gonna get the 1080p version going as first, and then we will roll out 4K at with specific titles as it becomes available. That would have been the better way to deal with this, so they didn't get so much flack in the beginning. I just I I hope this service fails. I really do. Yeah, I really I do. I really I hope this service fails. I just I don't like this at all. I don't like this. I don't like what Google's done. I don't like the industry that this is going to push the... I don't like the way this is going to push the industry. I hope this fails miserably. And I think it's going to. I haven't seen one positive YouTube video about this. Now... Well, even look at their Chromecast versus what... Like the Fire TV. Yeah. Uh, That Google did it in their own way. They didn't listen to the market. They didn't try to make it the best way it could be. They tried to make it in the most Google way they could. Right? Yeah. Um, And they ended up making something that was just inferior and now they're trying to push it in other directions but you look at the fire tv that people would rather go go get that because it's it's not slow it's fast they're not trying to make it some weird little device they're just saying all right here's the what would run and view movies the best it just makes sense and google has always kind of tried to do their own thing they don't want to be told what to do they want to do something that's different well that's gonna that's why they very rarely ever come out on top on these things yeah well, I'm I'm very much looking forward to watching the demise of this platform. I just I, I don't like it. I think it's a sham. So well, there that's it, Stadia. You'll probably get your wish here in how many days? Uh, fourteen hundred. Fourteen fifty two days. All right. Yeah. It's a shame. I, it, it's it's very unfortunate, but it's not a surprise. So, no. Hey, if you've played Stadia, if you've got a Stadia, um, we'd love to hear your thoughts on it. If you uh, have it, send us a tweet. You can tweet us at InfectionCast. Shoot us an email, contact.infectionpodcast.com, or just post something in our Discord server. Just make sure you tag at Brian's name and at my name, and uh, we'll we'll see it. And we'd uh, we'd love to hear more from you and hear about your experience. All right. Um, 
we've had a whole bunch of gaming news, Brian, um, survival yes. gaming news. I want to talk about um, a game here that we don't get updates from all that often, but when they do an update, it's a pretty big one, and that is Dead Matter. Now, unfortunately, we don't have a video, um, but there is a pretty big update in this announcement, and the update is that the soft launch that they were going for is not going to be on Steam. They are mm. going to be doing it in their own launcher. The verbiage here from the folks over at Dead Matter is, our launcher will be much better for running a closed alpha as we can easily gather player feedback, something we felt Steam was far too restrictive and inefficient at handling. And they're also in the process of overhauling their website so you can buy it uh, for more ways from them. What do you think about that? Do you think it's actually the issue with getting player data or is it the, uh, as always talked about, 40% of the pie that Steam takes on anything that you sell? And for a small studio, you got to sell double the copies to make the amount of money you need. If you need to sell 500000 you yeah. really need to sell... 800,000 to make any to make the money you're trying to make or maybe a million well and this i i don't know i'm trying to think of what limitations they would have because i mean you, you know when when you design your game look at what uh they used to do with h1z1 is they had a launcher beforehand yeah it was still on steam but then that would do a launcher and then the launcher would then launch the game um yeah. I don't know what in the world they can't do that uh, unless there's something in the terms of service with steam that's preventing that would it be might. a violation based yeah. on what they're trying to do. It might be the, they might be trying to collect copious amounts of user data and steam for, from a privacy standpoint probably doesn't allow that. Um, which, yeah. So that's is, the only thing I can think of is there's somehow something that's a little bit too much. Uh, you know, that they would they would be breaking in terms of service for. But other than that, I mean, there's no limitation. Once you launch the game, there's very little that you can't do. I mean, you're running a program on somebody's computer. Yeah. So I don't know what, what they wouldn't be able to gather versus Steam versus their own launcher. Uh, you know, it just kind of, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me unless it's a Steam terms of service issue. Which, which is what it might be. And I'm sure the fact of the... Uh... And the Steam tax plays into that as well, especially for a small studio. Um, well, I mean, maybe they're looking at going on the Epic Store. It's kind of hard to say what they're looking to do eventually. I will tell you this, though. I don't like the idea of their own launcher. I think that adds a whole other level of complexity, including login servers. And I mean, We played enough H1Z1. I, yeah. It's not that I'm not a fan of installing another piece of software to play a game. I don't care. I never have. It's the unseen consequences of running your own launcher which is login servers and that's something you've got to maintain and something that you've got to manage and it's just another it's just a big pain in the ass well okay so here's here's my thought here's another thought that of what might be preventing them from doing it on steam let's say they are planning on going with um something more like epic well to if they're not if they're going to eventually launch on epic they would have to just to be on steam integrate a lot of stuff to to make the multiplayer and everything work with steam if they're not planning on using it 
they may not want to do that extra work or have to deal with it. And so that's maybe why they're doing their own launcher because they know they're not going to end up on Steam. Well, or they don't, hopefully they won't end up on Steam. I bet you they're hoping that Epic offers them a large amount of money. And then anything with H1Z or sorry, with uh, Unreal on here, it's a cheaper price anyways, because it's an Unreal Engine made game. Well, and, and they save so much money. Well, and, and vice versa, the fact of release, well, we've seen this in the past, you re they release their game on, you release your game on Steam or announce that it's coming to Steam. People either pre-order and buy it. And then you decide Epic waves the magic checkbook in front of you. And then you have mm -hmm. to not have to go to Epic, but then you go to Epic. Now you've pissed off a whole bunch of people All because oh, people. they yeah, haven't promised yeah, us anything. Yeah. yeah I mean, they've, the we've purchased the game. Yeah. They haven't promised us steam. They haven't done any of that. And yeah. they're so far keeping away from steam. I think, I think that's a good idea for those reasons. But I also think that's a very bad idea, Brian, for the simple fact of it is hard to curate your game without a marketplace. And yeah. you're talking about a, first of all, a small small subset of a genre, which is survival video games. And then yeah. inside of that already very small niche group of people, you've got people that are interested in a very early access, not done game. So already from Square one, you've already got a very small, in comparison to the whole realm of people that play video games, a small player base. And now you're not even on Steam. I got to go to your website, put in my credit card. Yeah. Well, and they have said that they are going to Steam Early Access. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, people I'm sure would give them a hard time, but I don't, they haven't put anything out on Steam yet. So you know who I, I just have a feeling they're hoping that epic if once they get closer to release the epic will hand them a check and that's fine but the now okay so then i just gave you my kind of my opinion on both sides of that there what's the better move release on steam early access get more publicity get noticed more and have to move to Epic or, and then choose maybe to move to Epic, depending on what Epic does or doesn't offer or do it on your own, but miss out on a critical mass of players, which one's better in the long run. Um, well, I think it, it is a very much, it's very much a gamble for them to be picked up by Epic. Yeah, absolutely. Because Epic tends to pick up bigger studios track with track records. Uh, I I am not sure, not that there's anything wrong with what I've seen in their development. I'm just not sure that Epic would take the risk on them. So I, I, I just don't, I think that for them, he's playing the long game and he's taking a little bit of a risk, but I think they felt like they've already made their money. I mean, they've got really good support. They made more money than they were expecting to. And I think that he's just doing, because he also doesn't want to be pushed push to release anything. I mean, you've seen they've, they're taking their time. Yeah. So I think with this, he's taking his time because they've always been more cautious than anything. Absolutely. And not pushing. Most most studios sit there and try to push something to market before it's even halfway ready. And that's one thing that these guys have not done. Yeah. Um, so there's all a whole bunch in this update here. I'm not going to read through all of it. They're making some changes to the network optimization. Uh, they talk a little bit about the database system, which is, um, they, you know, they say, in a persistent it's for world. persistence and yeah. things like that. Yeah. So they talk a little bit about that. 
Then we look at some motion blur with a couple different weapons and the ADS and how that works. Pointing, um, talk. They're they're showing some underground things, some you know, some water systems and some things that they're trying to build underground. Turning pumps on and off to push water around. Um, and we've got some some vehicles. This is cool. This is something you don't see very often, Brian. Trailer hitch, um, yep. which is, you know crazy meta um almost kind of like a you know a, a driving simulator but i mean i don't know to each their own um so they show that um and then they show how you know horde animations how those hordes are looking and then a bunch of pictures of, of weapons and skins and how things look on that um which is pretty cool a couple of assault rifles uh some dmr or something it's a little more long range uh overall cool update um they're talking i'm hoping that they eventually do modding on this i'm because this platform that they've been building because they got so many details so many things like little details that they've been putting in i think if they added the ability to mod and let people kind of add on to this it would make it grow even more because right now it's kind of a limited not it's not a multiplayer map in the sense of like a bunch of people playing together it's kind of like a co-op game you know, four or five people playing. Now, Brian, there's yeah. one feature of this, and all that stuff that we talked about was really cool, but there's one feature in this update that really is the shining star, and that is the fact that there is going to be an in-game pirate radio station. Now, oh, yeah. you've got a contact at Dead Matter. Is that, is that the case? Yes. What is the likelihood of you and I doing something on the pirate radio station at Dead Matter? Is that something you could float? I would... That would be the coolest thing in the world. I can turn on. I could put it. I could put it out there. I can. I mean, I can turn. I can jack the radio processing to the max. I mean, look at this. Like got a radio studio, KMRN. You know, the whole the whole shebang doesn't really look like a radio studio, but you know, you know to each their own. So, I, I mean, do you think you think we could work on something like that? I could ask him. See what he says. I, I mean, we could offer. How about that? I please let him know i do have broadcast i mean I, for two and a half years i was a broadcast engineer i mean i host a radio show do a podcast i mean I'm, I'm a professional if you could throw if you could put together a resume I'll i've got i've got seven hours of uh hurricane coverage from hurricane dorian that came through here a couple couple months ago i mean is that sufficient i'm sure if you recorded a demo it'd probably make it into <laughs> i mean yeah that'd be pretty i'd be jazzed about that We've been we've been saying this for how long we, that there needs to be like a radio station and we would broadcast. Yeah, I'm not. Ta- I'm just talking. It'd be cool. It'd be cool if we, you and I just did like a little talk show. We could just do a little scripted talk show thing. That would be really cool. That, All right. Well, I'll lay it out there. That him. would be. Awesome. We need to get him back on here as soon as he gets more of a concrete absolutely date, or maybe after the initial test, we'll, we'll have him back on January, early next year, early 2020 is when they're going to be doing their soft launch. So mm-hmm. probably sometime after that. But I tell you what, yeah. man, we'll we'll do all the voices, whatever you need. We'll 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 do it. At least I'll do. We it. got I, this. Yeah, we, I mean, I'm all in. All right. I'll uh, yeah. I'll uh, I'll contact him. And I then think we'll, that's a decent we'll bring it fit. up at that time. Right. Yeah. And then you know, eventually, maybe down in the future, maybe we start doing infection live in the game every week. I'm just saying it's a possibility. 
<laughs> that's, that's secretly what we've been working towards in all these games okay all joking aside the radio station thing is a very good way to do lore and reading the description on this it says that there's going he, uh, he's there started work on the npc dialogue notably with the voice actor duke cartilage the resident pirate radio broadcaster in dead matter that is a great way to build up a story h1z1 I thought was going to do that and they, survivor radio looked like it was going to be a pretty cool concept. And then they just let it fall. Flat. I mean, they added the radios in. Well, the, but even the survivor radio beforehand, that long, what was it like six hours of just audio? That was the, some sub broadcast yeah, that apparently was heard voice acting. That's a really cool idea. Um, and the ultimate goal he says is for all interactive NPCs to be fully voiced and have dialogue trees. Obviously that's something they're working on. That's way down the road, but, um, yeah. they're working on, uh, power, uh, building structures, emergency power. Um, you can see how the lighting looks for some of these different buildings. This game looks awesome. What I'm afraid of really is that they just get, a, they get in a little bit over their heads because they're just trying to do so much with such a small group. Um, but I have faith and I'm hoping, uh, hoping everything goes well for them. So that is, uh, that is the dead matter, um, remembrance day and, U.S. Thanksgiving development update. So very good. Uh, there you go. So uh, I, there was an announcement this past week. Uh, I, I, did we talk a little bit about um, the Valve news? Yeah, I think we talked about the Half Life. Mm -hmm. Talking about Half Life, Alex. Uh, now they did show a trailer, so there is actually some gameplay footage. Okay. I don't pull know if you the, want to play that? Yeah, I'll pull but, it up in the background. Uh, so this is something that. They had announced this past week, you know, on Thursday, they were going to announce something. And so this is yeah, the uh, pretty much the launch trailer for it. And graphics wise, looks very good. Uh, you know, but this is a VR game. And I think that's that's why it's not really it's definitely not Half-Life 3. Uh, but it's a uh, has to be on a VR. So, yeah. Is it bad to say I just don't care? Well, I mean, it, it, these, this is not. I, it's, just, I don't. I'm not going to buy a VR to play this. Well, that's the problem. Personally, neither am I. But they're hoping so. They've got their VR hardware. I think they're really hoping that people get into VR. And Believe me, the kind of game that's going to make. I'd it love to get into VR, but I just haven't seen a single game that has captured my interest at all in VR. Yeah. So maybe I don't. know, Maybe this is the game that does that. It just doesn't seem like it. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I, I, I don't know why they're. Why not make, you know, episode was episode three or whatever? Because they've got a huge vested interest in VR. I mean, they make hardware. You don't just make hardware. Hardware is a very expensive thing to make. I mean, you talk about production facilities, factories, a copious amount of R&D. Um, it's you know, very expensive to do. So they've got a Imagine if they released Half-Life 3 on VR. You'd have so many people buying VR to do it. Here's the key, though releasing a game and maybe this one is it. I don't know. I haven't done a whole bunch into it because I just don't really care. Um, maybe this is the first time that we actually get a real full fledged game that is only available on VR. Maybe because every uh, other game, it, right? You think graphics about the, wise, it looks interesting. It looks like everything flowed as far as the hand movements and everything. Cause you look at the couple of other big titles in VR, full-fledged featured games. The two that, of course, come to mind are uh, Bethesda games, and those are mm -hmm. Skyrim and Fallout. But you can play Skyrim and Fallout on your computer. 
or on your Xbox right. or on your PlayStation, right? And the, there is the VR version, but I've, I've heard nobody talk great about the VR version. I don't think I've ever heard anybody even talk about the VR version. And we've got a couple of guys in our community that have VR. I've heard people talk about Beat Saber and some of those other games, but I'm not buying. I'm not spending freaking $1,500 for this, for a whole setup. And I know that it's cheaper, but I don't have a, I don't have a computer to do VR right now. I'd have to get a separate computer. I'm not spending all this money to play freaking Guitar Hero in virtual reality. Yeah. Or play Skyrim from 2012 in VR or play Fallout. I just... It, that's just not i can play those games on my computer so maybe this yeah. is the time that it's a full-fledged feature game full triple a title that is only available on vr i mean really you expect me to spend all this money to go walk around in vr chat as freaking knuckles do. from uganda i mean really that, that i mean that's that's the, that's what people do Seriously, Brian, what are people playing on VR? You know, I mean, we know a bunch of people that have VR. I'm thinking of our friend Jonesy, our friend PH. We've got a bunch of people that have VR setups. I don't hear any of them ever talking about VR because it's such a pain in the ass to play and there's no games. Yeah. Nickandaffectionpodcast.com. No but I'm just, I'm just, I'm serious. I just haven't, I know people that have these setups. My cousin's got a VR, a VR setup. He's got a Vive. He doesn't, yeah. I've never hear anything about it. nothing, nothing. Well, and if th this game, if it, if it's really, really good, I mean, look at, we remember everything when we no, all really novel broke games. out, all these people bought, you know, bought the, Wii, and now how many people are playing on, but the point Wii? was with the, Wii, it was the same thing, right? Bowling, tennis, that yeah, stupid, we fit short term bullshit. People, they weren't long-term games that people wanted to play now. Eventually. So they just. It went away. Eventually, those games did come out, though. Because, by the way, the Wii is the best-selling console of all time. Um, those games did come grandmas out. grandmas bought it. Well, because uh, originally it was all kind of tchotchke games, but then eventually you started getting real games for it. You got things like Kirby's Epic Yarn Adventure uh, was like one of the great ones. There was Super, uh, Super Mario. Uh, was it Sunshine Remastered or something like that that came on there? There ended up being really good games that came out, but not later until the console's life. On launch, I got yeah. a Wii on launch day, or right around launch day. My parents got it for me for Christmas, birthday, I don't remember what it was. And all of the games, all of the games off the bat were exactly what you see in VR. Half-assed, half-featured, just... When a, really when, simple tennis game. When somebody would come over, you'd be like, I got the Nintendo Wii, and I'd be like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever. Look! Can, we can play tennis. Is it tennis like yep. a game? <laughs> Spent $300 on this thing to play tennis in standard definition? I mean, you look at but it. But imagine though. that same type of thing, though. Like, if they were able to pull that off again, if if hardware was cheaper for, for things that were VR, imagine people now playing VR and doing tennis in VR. Yeah, but it is. And that's the thing. The price has come down. You can get But your a, grandma's not going to go out and buy one. Oh, well, true. But 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 grandma's not going to buy grandma's not for vr anyway it doesn't make sense for her the key is going to be um but that's why the wii was the best selling it, it was, was it was something that wasn't ridiculous price that that's true so people got it um i'm all into vr i'm all in i i'm i'm fully accepting vr it's just not showing me anything that i find of any interest it's cool it'd be cool to play it'd be cool to have a really good friend that has vr that you could go over and just screw it up. But I don't want to own it. I, I just don't want to own it. 
There's no reason. Well, I have no get, interest in owning you, it. If this one is done well enough and it shows what a game should be like, yeah, that may be enough to where people start actually doing it right. Because sometimes it takes one studio coming in and being like, hey, this is how it should feel. You know, this is what you should expect. And then other studios start doing that. Right now, studios in the very gimmicky aspect of just like, remember when we went to PAX uh, two years ago, I think it was, and Lance or maybe it was three years ago. Lance, three years, yeah. Tried that VR. That, yeah. That was nothing like what this looks like it is. Let me tell you the top. The other one is incredibly simple. <clears throat> Here are the top selling games. By the way, if you have a VR, Skyrim VR is on sale for 18 bucks. Um, Skyrim. Beat Sabers, which is the one I just talked about. It's like Guitar Hero, but you swing your arms back and forth. Um, there's some game called Arizona Sunshine. I'm not familiar with that. It's a zombie, kind of zombie survival. Okay. A Pavlov VR. It's a VR shooter. The Valve Complete Pack. I don't know what that is. Um, Trevor Saves the Universe is kind of like a side-scrolling thing. Super Hot VR. That's the one where you throw ninja stars and shoot things. Fallout 4 VR. And then half-life alex vr essentials pistol whip uh, job simulator budget cuts these are the games that are on the top here none of there's three of them on here that are like full-fledged features game and two of them are the ones we just talked about and then the third is half-life yeah again i'm not an expert in vr but just by looking at the top games for vr i'm not jazzed brian when i spend a thousand dollars on a vr setup and the second the, the the second most purchased game is a thirty dollar guitar hero. Yeah. Yeah, I did. It's gonna take games actually coming out that people are gonna play over long periods of time. Just saying, because the, these games you play for a week and you never touch them again. Yeah. And by the way, you got to buy all the and, music because it's be, yeah. you know, beat sabers. You got to buy the music. So you can buy the music pack bundle for $60. Comes a bunch of Imagine Dragon songs. Well, the thing that people will do from week to week are more of like the VR chat and things like that. Yeah. That's something that they will come back and do. But VR chat's free. Games. <laughs> yeah, but but even like that, they'll because they'll make interaction with the people. These other games don't have enough substance to keep people coming back. I just don't see it. Again, if I'm wrong, we're wrong. Please correct us. But I just I just don't see it. 3D Mark is is in the top 20 games that are purchased. The Imagine's Dragon soundtrack is the 25th top selling game, the DLC for Beat Sabers. That should be an indication of of, of that status. And the I get it. Vibe's got their own store. Not everything is Steam. A lot of people are playing on Steam. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So there you go. Check it out. Uh, it's on sale now. It's, I think it's 53 bucks. Um. On, it's on sale for the for the uh, autumn sale. Uh, let's see, it yeah. is fifty three ninety nine, ten percent off for Beat Sabers. No, for Half Life, you can pre, you can you, oh, can, you can purchase it, pre order it. So it's ten percent off. All right, we'll see. Yes, sir. We'll see if people. We'll see if one of our uh, one of our listeners actually gets it and lets us know what they think. Yes, let us know. And and if you play VR now, let us know. I'm very interested. Tell us why we're wrong. Um, uh, let's get, we've got to get our, um, we've got to get our epic talk in here. So let's do that real quick. Um, so epic partnered with an unsurprising, or excuse me, a, 
Epic partnered with a surprising company for a new um, piece of DLC here, Brian. So I'll let this video speak for itself, and we'll uh, we'll talk about that right after this. So, what do we think about now? Star Wars has got a brand new game out. Um, what do we yeah, think? Yeah, my of, nephew's been playing that. What do we think? This Which, I, and it's very buggy. Yeah, I've, I've seen a whole bunch about it. Um, this seems very odd to me. They've added Star Wars characters to Fortnite. Doesn't that seem a little counterproductive with their brand new game out? I know I'm not saying the Star Wars game is Fortnite. Okay, but, but wait. The new Star Wars game is made in Unreal Engine, okay. aka linked to Epic. Oh, okay, fine. But nevertheless, Disney had to give, pay a copious, I would assume a copious amount of dollars to get this in Fortnite. No? Mm, I bet you there was kind of a, I bet you there's some mutual, they feel like it's some advertising for Disney because Disney has their new uh, television series that's out right now. Okay, exactly. They have their new game that's out. Yep. They, they they want people talking and thinking about Star Wars. Exactly. That's how they're going to get money. So I think that there was less of a, we're going to pay a ton of money. I think they said, hey, we'll let you use a Stormtrooper if you put us in your game. Yeah, I don't I think bet so. You there was, I bet it was the other I think way. it's probably more mutual. I disagree completely. I'd say it's probably more. And they're, a- making, more, they're making money off of of every sale of the game well, of as course well. yeah i think this was probably a big like we've seen it with wreck it ralph was the, was one of the other big ones thanos um those i th- assume were big money um you know big money contracts and i just found it interesting for stormtroopers who does it help more though well this helps nothing but star wars epic the fortnite is the most popular game in the world right now okay maybe not yeah but world. people can go and purchase they can they're they're going to make money off of this skin. Oh, okay, true, but this is great advertising for Disney Plus and all the things that they're doing. As you stated, all the things that they're doing right now. That's why I don't think Epic is just going to be like, oh, hey, we will, we'd love to just use your clone. Epic doesn't need... You think people are going to come play this game because of the Star Wars? I don't think so. If, they, if you have real hardcore Star Wars fans, Brian, first of all, they're not playing Fortnite. They're playing the new Star Wars game. That's why I think this is a big... This is big money that Disney is shelling out um for this and rightfully so because but this is something that is permanently in the game though okay true my i mean it's a long it's a good long-term advertising it is and this is the other thing to think about for for you brian you have to remember old man aldridge i'm sorry star wars for your generation and star wars for my generation and younger are two totally different things if you're looking at a 13 or 14 year old right now that might be playing fortnite they, there's a good chance they've never seen a Star Wars movie. Okay, but you got to, so you're not, but the problem is you're not a Star Wars person. Uh, okay, I, I'm, but my point is. Okay, but but what, my my nephew is an incredible Star Wars fan. Okay, true. And so, so like the, the Mandalorian, which is the new Star Wars yep, show, yep. they are heavily aiming that at, at 
advertising. If you look at the new like baby Yoda that's in there, yeah. mm-hmm. they made it so they can sell a million little dolls of, Yo- of baby Yoda. Gotcha. Uh, you should see on this new Star Wars game, there is a scene in there where it feels like a Disney ride. Like you're in this and it even says and does things that you're like, oh, they're just going to clip that and put it in the right. They pretty much made a ride, put it in the game, just prepping for advertising. I, I don't I don't disagree with anything you just said. I would say the. OK. Somebody under the age of 15, how many Star Wars movies have come out since 2005? Um, like three or four. OK. And they, they're nowhere near as popular as the originals. Would you agree with that? Uh, no, yeah, they're not. Okay. So I think it's a pretty fair assessment to say somebody that's 14 or 15 years old, which would have been born 2003 to 2006, somewhere in that time frame, might not really be all into the Star Wars lore. Okay. With that being said, that's why I think this is a good idea for Disney and Fortnite, because you're maybe introducing people. Everybody knows about Star Wars. I'm not saying these people are like, what is a Star Wars? Everybody knows what Star Wars is. But maybe this is just enough, Brian, for exactly what you said. Let's watch the new TV show. The yeah. Mandalorian. I, oh, I it's in Fortnite. Oh, my, 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 dad, you want to watch you want to watch the Mandal you want to watch this new Star Wars show? That that's it right there. Cuz Fortnite has got such a I think it's skewed way more to the younger side and I I know that I'm not the set example for everybody, but I I, I can't imagine that Star Wars is as incredibly popular with 14 or 15-year-olds now that it was with 14 and 50-year-olds in the late eighties two totally I think, I think that you're going to see that start to change though. I think that the Probably. Mandalorian is done very differently. Yes. And I think it's aiming at a younger audience, not necessarily a younger audience because it, it also attracts, uh, you know, all ages, but I think that they are doing it in a way that's more like the early two thousands versions of star Wars, where they have little things in there that they're not trying to be so, dark and adult right i think that in the last couple ones that you saw in the theaters they went for a very different feel when when disney first took them over uh and i think now you're kind of seeing more of a light-hearted star wars that will be more family uh, family friendly and i think will bring some more of that 14 15 year old age demographic into the star wars fold i think that they didn't do well with the last couple of movies because all the old school star wars people were mad saying this isn't exact this isn't the same it's changing not 79 things. anymore yeah i mean <laughs> yeah and and uh and now i think that they're coming at it in a very different way they're stepping away they're doing something that's after all of the movies and saying all right well we can't you know we're just gonna we'll maintain the old lore but we're gonna create new stuff because the problem is they're creating things that were in the midst of all this other lore and then people get pissed because something's slightly different agreed and that's why I think this is a good idea for Disney to have shelled out a Boku buck worth of cashola, wheelbarrows worth of cash to Epic's carry headquarters to get this in the game. I think that's a very good idea. Because think- of what you just said, bringing, bringing Star Wars, it, it, maybe reintroducing Star Wars to a younger generation of people that for people like me, and I know I'm not everybody, I, I get it, but on all of, all of my, my group of my group of close friends that I went to high school with one of them in that group, maybe two, and it's about eight or nine of us are like really big star Wars fans. Everybody knows what star Wars is. That's not what I'm saying, but Brian, every, I, in your generation, pretty, 
Everybody's a Star Wars fan. Yeah, pretty pretty accurate. Pretty accurate. In the Star Wars. Very big thing. So that that that's all. That that's that that's all it is. And now one thing I do want to because I I've, I've watched gameplay of that game quite a bit and it is very buggy. I'm very surprised that they let it be released in that state mainly with movements. Like Yes. It's made in Unreal, but there are issues with when you start moving, you know, just moving the character around, the animations don't sync up to the ground. So like, you'll just start sliding along the ground and then moving. Um, also there's a lot of issues with collision on it where you're standing in one place and you're like sunk into the ground or your feet are hovering in the air. Cause they think they're standing on something. It's just very strange that they, things that aren't really that hard to deal with, you know, for a, bigger studio i'm just surprised that they let it be released with those issues this so. is this is the jedi fallen right Je- jedi fallen order that's the new one yeah okay. yep I'm gonna try to- so that that was just something i was watching it i was like oh man this is they could fix this they, they just need to go through and like redo their collision boxes for these rocks it's just there's a lot of little things it's got very it's positive reviews on steam Sixteen thousand. gameplay wise i mean it and I don't know how much of this. I assume that there's not a difference between because you know he's playing it on PS4. No, that could, could I assume be. Assume that they, sh- they. I would assume that it'd be close, but you never know. Yeah. So it's got on Steam. It's got sixteen thousand thirty-six reviews, and ninety-one percent of them are positive. Yeah. Now, you've got a lot of people that are all in on Star Wars, and even mm-hmm. with a buggy game, they're so invo- engulfed in the lore, they're like the to story give it a and everything. Yeah. It, 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 the game itself could be great, but the problem is I just, I see those little issues and I'm like, Oh, and I realize that they'd be so easily fixable. I just, it, it bugs me when I watch it. Yeah. It's like, why did they do, why didn't they just do this to fix that? Why didn't they do, change this one thing? Yeah. So, but start gameplay wise. I think that, you know, he plays it and he's having fun, but it was just kind of odd to see that in the very beginning. How old is your nephew? 23. Is his father into Star Wars? Or 20, 23 or 24. They watched Star Wars. Because I think when, when he was young, they that's when episode what, one, two, and three came out. Yeah. That I mean, he when they were three, four, five years old, they would just sit there and watch Star Wars all the time. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. And, and he's not that off different of an age from you. I, I, you I know. Were, you were that's sheltered. What, I don't what, know what uh, it was. Okay. <laughs> First, okay. In All your right. youth. Okay. 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 In okay. Okay. Youth. Okay. Shut up. You did not just call Brian. 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 You, my friend, yes. had a childhood where you did not listen to music, did not watch television, and you're really going to sit here. Yeah, when I was tired. <laughs> you're really going to sit here and say that I was sheltered. I was streaming Video games on ustream.tv and blog talk, uh, blog, uh, uh, blog, blog.tv. I was doing podcasts. I was talking to old men on Google plus, and you're going to tell me that I was sheltered. (laughs) You're going to tell really, really. You're going to tell me that I was sheltered. That is, I was making, I was making explosives. That is, that was, that is defamation. (laughs) That is defamation. (laughs) 
defamation. You said you, you Star Wars was there, just somehow it you was. missed it because my n- none of my relatives. Were no, Star you're Wars. when you were five, six, seven ish. Uh, Ryan, was Star I driving Wars my was, was I driving myself to the movie theater at five and watching right? Star Wars? Okay, yeah, but that's the thing is your parents chose not to because they didn't watch Star Wars. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And neither but did my see, uncles or, or aunts or, or cousins. But my, Nobody my watched sister Star Wars, yeah. and, and her husband would buy them. Makes sense. Buy them those movies and there all the go. games and everything else. There you, you go. Know, so that was the difference. And, yeah. But there's a lot of people that age because of their mm-hmm. parents being into Star Wars. Like yeah, I absolutely. Was, right? Yeah. They got their kids into it as well. So Bingo. there's your generation. There's a bunch. But I think there is. you're it's, right on the 14-year-old-ish yes. generation. That's an in-between one. I think that that's what Disney's trying to get. They're trying to get those that age. Yeah. And, and me, I watch, I'm going to watch all the Star Wars movies now because it's in Fortnite. You should, uh, well, I'm not watching, thing I'm is not watching. Mandalorian is, is very good. They did a very good job. And I a lot of this that. is to, to pull in people to their subscription service. Ah, yes. You got to think of how do you get people to really jump on? Uh, there's certain give away the accounts titles. for free on the black web. <laughs> well, we don't talk about that. Um, <laughs> so there, but the thing is, is there are people that will subscribe to a service like that for one show. Look at how many people subscribe to AMC for The Walking Dead, right? Netflix I think that they did an things. excellent job and they made this in a high quality enough way to where you get people that are that are purely getting that just to be able to watch Star Wars right when the episodes come out. So I think they did a really good job of they're making it, they're putting enough of a budget into that show to, uh, and I think it's going to pay off for them when it comes to subscriptions. Yeah, well, there you go. Check out the Mandalorian, I guess, and check out the uh, Stormtrooper uh, Star Wars skins in Fortnite. So, yep. cool stuff from them. All right, Mr. Brian, we are about an hour into the show, a little over an hour into the program. And if you're not here live, well, I mean, yeah, what do you have a job or, you know, family responsibilities or children that you're like spending time? Yeah, all that stuff's fine. You really should be here live every Tuesday. Right around 7 p.m. Eastern, we are here. We're live on Twitch, Mixer, and on YouTube, where everybody checks out gaming content. Um, Twitch.tv forward slash Infection Podcast. All the links on our website, infectionpodcast.com. What do we have for a giveaway? All right, well, yeah, if you'd like to enter the raffle, exclamation point giveaway in chat. And it's 60 cans, so you've been listening for the last hour, watching for the last hour, you should be able to enter for that. We're going to give away a copy of The Dwarves. Uh, This is a... RPG fantasy, tactical RPG. It was on Kickstarter originally, action game. So uh, their publisher was THQ Nordics. So ah. It's a bigger bigger studio. Normally it's $40. Uh, of course, with the Steam sale, it's 75% off. And it's $10 right now. But you can get it now if you enter, possibly for free. Yeah, I want to give a huge shout out to our, our friend Bulldogs in chat hanging out with us on a uh, Tuesday night. He's joining us live as well as our... Uh, Buddy had Neophyte, who uh, said that his kids have been watching a whole bunch of Star Wars stuff. So uh, thanks for joining us. And uh, make sure you enter for the giveaway. All right. Um, we've covered very little of our news. Um, what do you think about this PUBG update? You want to do that or do something else first? The, um, I played the video for it, yeah. actually, because they talk about it. And then if you want to cover any of the details, but. This is one of their. This one's not in Korean. Thank God. So, yes, this is um, a um, this is a PUBG. At least not the beginning of it. This is some pub, oh geez, this is a PUBG patch report um, update five dot two. Season five rolls on, and the vehicular hijinks continue with a new tool in your kit of destruction. Update five point two brings to the battlegrounds a new spike trap. 
a navigational waypoint system, some balancing updates on Vikendi, and new ways to test out content with PUBG Labs. We're kicking up dust on the battlegrounds this update, so let's get right into it. You can get ahead of the automotive assaults headed your way by deploying the new spike trap to meet your ambush needs. Fill your competition with road rage and blow their tires without having to be an eagle-eyed sniper. Surprise your competitors by setting up a party that really pops. Miramar isn't the only place the action is happening this season. Vikendi has gotten a number of improvements and changes to further develop the snowy island as a sniper's playground. Many buildings have had their windows reduced for more defensible sniper positions. Some buildings and debris have been removed for more sight lines in small cities, while walls, trees, and rocks have been cleared up in high traffic areas for better maneuverability in vehicles. Though you're still going to want to watch those fishtails on the snow of Vikendi. This update also sees the addition of a new way to test out experimental content with PUBG Labs. Labs will house experimental systems and game modes as we delve further into Battle Royale's possibilities along with our community. Keep an eye out for more information on our first experiment soon. Feeling a little directionless? While console players can expect this feature to be adapted to their controllers early next year, PC players and their squad mates can now better plan their strategies, routes, and direction with waypoints. Get everybody on point as you drop multiple destinations and route plans to plot your course all the way to the final circle. Now connect the dots and bring home that chicken dinner. As we head into PUBG's Global Championship this month, get to know the teams and players competing for their part of an over $2 million prize pool by checking out the details of PGC from the game's main menu. Up-to-date rosters, stats, and standings will be available for all players and teams throughout the competition. Gear up and celebrate PGC by purchasing an exciting array of exclusive in-game items, with 25% of the net proceeds from total item sales being added to the overall PGC prize pool. An additional 25% of item sale revenue will be awarded to participating teams via the PGC Pick'em Challenge event. PGC is happening now, with the final matches playing out at Oakland Arena in Oakland, California on November 23rd and 24th. Be sure to tune in and watch all the action on PUBGesports.com, Twitch, or YouTube. Now, throw down the throttle and hit the road. Be prepared for a fight when your tires are blown and your fish face squad mate yells, It's a trap! Ambush, assault, and end the competition because it's your fight, your story, your battlegrounds. Well, you know, I like battlegrounds. That video is super cool. Um, but I'll tell you this. I watch those videos and I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, wow, that looks great. I'd like to play PUBG. And then I remember I close my eyes just for half, I just, just for half a second, Brian. And I realize and I remember how much of a terrible experience I've had playing PUBG. It's just this it's just so much different from what it's proposed. Maybe it's just because I suck. That's probably a large part of it. Um, the waypoints thing is really cool. I don't think I've seen anybody yeah. else do that where you can set multiple for the audio listeners. You set multiple points and it draws like a little, you know, like a, a grid, you know, from point A to point B, B to C, C to D, D to E. So you can yeah. map out, we're going to hit this city, then hit this city, then hit this city. So that's pretty cool. Um, but still, uh, I mean, I mean, they are they're making adjustments to it, but I don't know if people are going to come piling back. They've got a high population of players over in Asia, and so there are people playing the game. Uh, oh yeah. But I just don't know that if they're going to really be able to compete against some of these other games that come out and are doing pretty well when it comes to multiplayer. I'd love to know what Call of Duty was doing in terms of player number. It's super hard to tell. I would assume it's doing really well, at least especially on PC. From everything I've experienced, it it's been 
very smooth. Um, I would just love to see in comparison to like PUBG, like right now, right? It's eight, almost eight thirty Eastern. Like, yeah. What has PUBG got? What has Call of Duty got on PC? I don't know. Yeah, I. But how how long do you think that Call of Duty is going to last though? As far as beginning the, of the high year. numbers. Beginning of the year. You think that they'll, they'll just start dropping off? Yeah, but the question is, where are they going to go? Right? Are they, are they just going to stop playing video games? No, probably not. Are they going to go play PUBG? Are they going to go do this? Are they going to go do that? What are do they going to do? You think you'll start seeing like a zombie mode and various things? I mean, there's already rumored there's going to be a battle royale mode. But I mean, they already have one. Oh yeah, and COD I mean, Four, or, or Black, so, Black Ops Four. Yeah, and it's just, and I wonder, it wasn't all that great. I mean, we played it a little uh, bit. I, just, super I don't. I don't know if they're going to really try to do that again yeah i mean you played it over the weekend what do you think they have it i mean if you look if caught on mobile has a br mode yeah it does and it's okay i i'm three and three one all three i've played there you go it's a fact i believe you you don't have to not believe i've got picked (laughs) screenshots to prove it inside of discord (laughs) um and that i mean that is a pretty fun game for for being on mobile because that's one thing that you it kind is. of right away you said hey this is but it's it's not the serious call of duty feel I and just, it's very particular when it comes to like what your bandwidth is at the time it just it's not a very consistent experience yeah i think with 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 this i mean cod i've had a lot of ex- weird experiences where latency has been really odd and even in the new one yeah with no this, i mean it's it's just, there's issues it's a multiplayer game um so yeah. PUBG update, cool video, gets me kind of jacked up, but then I just kind of remember. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I just just look back at all the terrible experiences we've had playing it. Just the, the, yeah. the looting and the all this nonsense for sniper shots across the field and instantly your whole team's dead. I just, I don't know. It's just not. The, the, it and, could have all changed. And be, you, we wouldn't know, though. I, I, I've tried. I've I've gone back and played it. Re- I'm not not very recent, but we've given it its fair shake, and it's always the yeah. same experience. And I'll tell you what, honestly, I don't feel the same way with games like Fortnite that I do with PUBG, because of the 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 seriousness of Fortnite. Or excuse me, the seriousness of PUBG. Yeah. Versus the lack of seriousness with Fortnite. I don't care if I get killed right away. It doesn't matter. In PUBG, it's infuriating. Well, because a game can take so long is one issue. I mean, 15... Okay, let's not exaggerate. Let's say eight minutes. Eight eight minutes is a long time. You think about it. You're like, eight oh, to ten minutes, yeah. Of Easy, looting. Of looting. To just get your ass absolutely handed to you. And not even see the other team. You're just doing your thing and pop, 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 pop. You and your buddy are down right away. Now I get it. For some people, that's that's it. That's it. I just have never. I, I, I just it, the, the the skill cap is just too high. I've always talked about it. the barrier to entry is just too freaking high. And those videos what like about, that look super cool. Who the hell's gonna use those spike strips? Really? Yeah, I mean it'll be some weird situations, but it's not gonna be a consistent thing. What about like ROE? I think ROE is a good kind of comparison to PUBG. I feel like what ROE did though was they put in a lot of different ways to get you around the map faster. And I don't think that 
PUBG has done that in the same way. Uh, ROE, they give you a bike, they get, you know, you've got snowboards, you've got all these vehicles everywhere. And in PUBG, it was always, maybe you'd get a vehicle, but a lot of times you found yourself running across the map. So I think, I think that that's the difference. If they could get it to where in PUBG, you could more quickly move around the map, it would make it feel like a different experience where you didn't feel like there was so much of that, you know, eight to 10 minutes of looting and running and then it's all, oh, it's gone immediately. And that was a waste. I just, I just have never had a good experience. Yeah. That's it. Just me, not you. Maybe, maybe not you, the listener. I just, I've just never really had a good experience. I know we, we used to have a whole bunch of people that played it every night. They clearly had a great yeah. experience. I just have personally have never had a good, good experience. Yeah. Um. Oh, oh God. And chat says mobility is such a blanket. I don't think we all need to do it as much. I find, uh, I find tweaks to player movement would be more ideal. Well, that's something that always drove me crazy about. PUBG in their beginning was just their movement system. It just felt so janky. And then you have games that do it right. And it's like, oh, this is so much better. Even look at how people quickly people move around in Fortnite and are doing quick reactions back and forth. Huge difference. Yeah. And so I think that PUBG just still hasn't even tried to get to that level. No, and they're not going to. They don't want to. They want to be the more serious, hardcore game. Fine. Just not for me. Yeah. There it is. PUBG. All right. Um, there is a game that, well, it was supposed to be this. So this is a survival game, but it, uh, <laughs> it was, it's being shut down. No, it, it was a survival shooter called death garden. Huh? Uh, but the, what in the meantime, until it shuts down, they are making it free to play. So, uh, if you want to go play death garden, cause they did an announcement this past week saying that they're shutting down. Uh, and here is a quote from them witnessing the decreasing player base. We've been working on finding solutions. We sought advice, considered many different scenarios, looked at various solutions, but unfortunately none of them would change the fate of this project today with a heavy heart. We are announcing the end of death gardens development. So this has got a surprising amount of players. Yeah, it's Okay. In the grand scheme of things, it's not a lot, but in comparison to some of the other games we talked about, it's got 104 people playing. The 24-hour peak is 335. I, I've seen well, I've seen way worse that are still out there and being developed. Well, I mean, it's free to play right now, so I'll put a link in the show notes for the Steam page if people would like to uh, to go check it out. Because before, I mean, it was a paid-for game. How much without was a it? ton of players? Yeah, um, I I am not sure. I don't have it on here. Okay. And they of course changed it, so it doesn't show anymore. Hmm. So, uh, it, but I mean, it got, for instance, on Polygon. You know, they gave it a decent review. Oh. <laughs> of course, you know, of course, knowing them, that you know, the oh. pinnacle. Bye. Uh, Bye now. Look at they, <laughs> the overall ratings. If you look, there was like in May and July, they were getting a lot of positive ratings. Um, they're getting a lot of reviews recently, but yeah, just, uh, there was a big September through May, pretty much no activity on it. And now there's a lot of activity now that they've gone free to play. I don't know. This is behavior digital. 
the guys that make um, Dead by Daylight. Yep. And so that's, I mean, it's kind of surprising, but they, I guess they just, they don't want to put money into something that they feel like may not take off. And they, I think they don't feel like it's taking, it didn't take off, obviously. But who knows? It'd be interesting to see if enough people start playing it in free to play. Be interested if they picked it up again. Yeah, that actually is an interesting concept. Say you're canceling the game. Well, yeah, but I mean, they've already, they've already made their mind up, and it's it's probably for the best. I mean, at a hundred, at a couple hundred players, it, that's probably what's the, crazy. Though is all reviews mostly positive. Yeah, recent mixed. So people that were playing it before, you know, obviously saw something in it. Yeah, that's what that's with almost twelve. Uh, 12,400 and something reviews. I like companies that have the balls to shut down a game. Yeah. Just say, hey, this isn't going to go anywhere. We don't want to waste your time. Ren did a very good job with that. Yeah. They said, hey, player numbers aren't there. It doesn't make sense to have full staff to develop a game for 60 people. So we're going to keep it up. We'll keep a couple people working on some stuff, but we're not doing any more updates. It takes a lot of balls to do that because we've seen so many games that the development just peters and peters and peters and they never make a definitive statement until there's just nobody left and at that point it doesn't matter yeah i mean i mean there's a couple there's the number of games that we we're looking at right now yeah. where uh, just there's nobody playing it and i keep saying well how in the world are they going to continue development like who's paying this pay we've even looked at games like miscreated who the how the hell are those people still? I, I I love the guys over at Miscreated, the guys and gals over at Miscreated. Doesn't make sense. You had yeah. a game with a hundred players. Yeah, seventy five hundred players. players playing. How how do you how does that how does that work without without cosmetics and DLC and like side purchases? Yeah, like these are all basing it on the original sales, and you got seventy to hundred people playing it. It's just crazy. I don't know. It's crazy to me. So that's unfortunate, but good on. Um, Good on uh, Behavior Digital for, you know, cutting it back when they could. Maybe, and maybe the game mechanic. Maybe, it, you know, with with Dead by Daylight, there's a game mechanic that works that people enjoy. Maybe this, they were just finding it that wasn't an enjoyable thing that people came back and wanted to play more. I want to read the description of this. Can you close your eyes? Okay. Okay, okay. got it. Death Garden is a multiplayer survival action game in which a ruthless hunter tracks and guns down scavengers despite individuals trying to survive and escape the death garden. You can open your eyes. Okay. <laughs> That's the description for Dead by Daylight. That's yeah, exa- exactly what you do in Dead by Daylight. Hmm. I don't know. I never yeah, played the, it. I didn't even, I, I, I never played it. Well, I mean, you should try it and see, because there are some similarities look like the character movements uh, does, and yeah. the art style. There's some similarities in some of the art style. I don't know. I just might as well try it. It's free to play. It's just that description. You know what? Hold on. Let's do this. Let's do Let's go to pull up. I'm going to pull up the Dead by Daylight description. It's going to make a liar out of me, but I played enough Dead by Daylight. I can write an accurate description. Dead by Daylight. The description for Dead by Daylight. Dead by Daylight is a multiplayer 4v1 horror game where one player takes the role of this of the savage killer and the other four players play as a survivor. Trying to escape the killer and avoid being caught and killed. In the Death Garden. Yeah. 
not that different. <laughs> yeah, I, and I wonder with this if it could have been more of like a game mode in Dead by Daylight. Yeah, I don't like, know. If they could have tested some of these features in Dead by Daylight and come up with some unique like test maps. We should give this a try. We could try this. Yeah, we could try it this week. Yeah, I won't be around on Friday, but I'm down to try it. Well, what you need to do is just get it downloaded, and then we'll just jump on and play yes, a sir. game or two and see I'll, I'll, see if it keeps us wanting to play. I'll ping my Dead by Daylight friends and say, hey, new game. Check let's it out. try this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's go to try. All right. Um, so that, that's unfortunate, but also a good thing if the game's not going anywhere. So yeah. Death Guard. All right. Um, now, Sea of Thieves, they put out an update this past Ooh. week, and it's a video. Uh, it's about a three-minute video. I don't know if you want to yeah, be interested absolutely. in Sea of Thieves, but it seemed like a pretty big update, and uh, a lot of people are really liking it from what I've seen. All right. Here it is. Sea of Thieves. The latest monthly update for Sea of Thieves is here. There's ashen chests to uncover, fiery fiends to fight, and tall tales to be told. All of this and much more as we dive into the depths of the Seabound Soul. In Duke's absence, Stitcher Jim is running the Bilderats and he's sending crews off in search of valuable ashen chests. Grab a voyage and hunt down scuzzy skellies on land or head for the fiery ship cloud in the sky and prepare to battle the ruthless Ashen Fleet. And for players looking for a thrilling story, there's an all-new, lore-focused Tall Tale mission. Join Captain Pendragon to uncover the mystery of the feared ship, the Ashen Dragon, and reveal the secrets of a sinister new threat. And we're bringing the heat with the introduction of new Fireballs. This explosive ammo allows players to rain devastation on their enemies. And if you're looking to spark up some action with an unwitting crew, you can lock and load your Firebombs or lob them directly at your rivals. The choice is yours. Maybe best to keep a bucket of water handy though. And the updates don't end there. There's new cosmetics in the black market. Whether you're flush with gold or your doubloons are weighing you down, there's something here for everyone. And over in the Pirate Emporium, we've got a whole boatload of fancy new emotes. Whether you want to bring some class to your crew or just tell us how you really feel, Ah, that's nice. Our new emote bundles are sure to have you joyfully throwing your limbs around like no one's watching. New pets are now available, as well as an update to their wardrobe, with the arrival of the regal and elegant Sovereign outfit. And it's time to give thanks, as we celebrate the season with Thanksgiving-themed instruments and outfits for your pets. Or deck your ship out with the new premium Perfect Dark ship livery guaranteed to prevent interplanetary alien wars, and all while looking sleek and stealthy to boot. And over in the arena, there are new commendations and cosmetics to brawl over, where you can now also customize parts of your ship and sail into battle in your own style. We've also reduced the number of maps available at any given time, meaning you'll have to battle hard to fend off rival crews and secure the chests. Strategic use of a few of the new firebombs that you'll find on board your ship could help shift the odds in your favour. And that's not all. Riddle quest chests can now be opened on site, revealing the rewards within. There's also buildable campfires, 
a new portable ammo chest to keep you locked and loaded for your on-island encounters. So get ready to light a fire under your rivals with the next Sea of Thieves monthly update, The Seabound Soul. All right, so cool update there Thank from Sea of Thieves. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I was gotcha. so close. Yeah, it got me out of feeling that was going to be there. Um, so, uh, yeah, cool update from Sea of Thieves. I know a bunch of people that have talked really highly of it. Uh, unfortunately, I've never played it. Um, well, and if you look at look at that's like what Atlas wanted to be. Yeah, you look at well, the mm, the God. social aspects of it, the the mountains you can do to your ships. Yeah. Uh, it just feels more natural when you see people playing it. It's more arcadey than atlas which is the problem atlas is too hardcore that's what we've talked well it's not a problem for them i think it's better to be arcadey in that kind of a game yeah it is we found that a hardcore game doesn't work with with big ships that take days to make yeah i mean there's nothing worse than me i was home for christmas last year i went out to dinner came back and was like hey guys and you're like we lost everything (laughs) I was like, oh, I spent four days and I go out to dinner and I lose it all. The Lord giveth and, and then he taketh right away. And then the thing is, is them making it that hardcore when it's incredibly buggy in the first place. Because I remember the moment we lost it very, very clearly. We're in the <laughs> middle. We are far away from an island in the middle of the ocean. And some men come flying, somehow flying when there's no flying in the game. You're, there's gliding. But they come flying from an island that we can barely see somehow throw uh they throw uh like molotovs of some sort like exploding molotov things that instantly kill everyone on the ship and it's like how in the world did they do this in the first place this game has issues i was i was was like i'm done i just can't do this anymore yeah we're having like some war war uh (laughs) war flashbacks here brian well, the thing is, is I, I saw the, the funny part is I remember seeing like some sort of a flicker. Like I just saw a flicker of something above me and I looked up and it was these guys flying in and dropping. It was like napalm on our ship and it just killed us all instantly. It was the worst. And it made me so mad because there was nothing we could do. The napalm instantly destroyed all of our, our uh, beds on the ship. It went through the floors of the ship, broke all the beds, so no one can even spawn back onto the ship. So these guys could just do whatever they want. It was just the worst design. It was it was the worst. So that's why I don't play Atlas anymore. Okay, good. I'm glad we got that out of the way. <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> Brian's literally telling the story. That, you were literally in, just in that aspect. I'd rather have an uh, I'd rather have an arcade <laughs> game. For that. You, you just had a Vietnam moment. I remember yeah, it clearly. Experience. <laughs> now, this, so the, this was before you could shoot yourself from the cannons. Like, there was no shoot. These guys did not shoot themselves from the cannons. These they guys glided in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was they, they. They were speaking Chinese. Oh, here we go again in. with Brian and his anti-China. Here we go. All right, Blizzard, why don't you this chill out trip. over there, scumbag? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it was just uh, from the, the the accounts that I heard, uh, of course, because I, you know. We're, Could, you were gone couldn't be there of course so, you know build the whole damn thing and then <laughs> brian goes and sinks it um, <laughs> um 
it was just like, yeah, we were just doing minor. It was kind of like PUBG, minding your own business, and the next thing you know, you're dead and everybody's gone. So yeah, and and then they sh- they sunk our ship in the middle of the ocean. I remember I came back on and we tried getting, and I kept getting eaten by one of those, <laughs> by something, some some creature kept eating me. It was very, it was very unfortunate. So then we Bad. started just sinking of everyone else's ship out of anger. Yeah, I did, I did, after that I didn't play. After I, <laughs> I never played again. <laughs> <laughs> so there so, you go. Anyway, so the, the, sorry that brought back a lot of memories. <laughs> it ain't me. Uh, I, I will mention atlas had zero patches this past week shocker is it on sale you said it was right 10 bucks yeah, four bucks like four dollars and something cents right now what's the um you know we haven't looked at for a while on atlas real quick i don't want to do an atlas train even though we just did um what are the review uh so now this is and this is this is interesting so overall mostly negative 38 percent of the people are positive but recently 85 percent of the most recent reviews that's about 1200 of them are very positive but this that's a bad number. 38% of 25,000 reviews are positive. That is an atrocious. Is there yeah. something before below uh, 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 below mostly negative? Cuz that less than 40% is just bad. <laughs> like real bad. I mean, all the people like we've got some of our friends that have reviewed it and they've all given it thumbs down. Yeah, but those recent reviews probably um, not. Now here's someone here's someone who recently gave a review October 31st. Okay. And they get they gave it a thumbs up and they said game is 1000% better than it was. Yeah, I see that. Okay. But that's not really a review. And he, didn't, he didn't really say why. In its current state, the game offers a lot of freedom and choices on how to go about surviving. You can build a main base on the island. Now that's something that really didn't exist a whole lot when we played. They're, they didn't weren't really they didn't want you to build a base. They wanted you to build a boat, and they found out that that just doesn't work. Um, yeah, you can build a base on a main island, main island you've claimed, and set sail from there, or build a ship big enough to act as your floating base and just go wherever the wind takes you. The bigger the project, the longer it takes to build, though. So I do recommend playing this with friends to speed things up and make it more fun. I think it's a pretty accurate review. The guy's got 200 hours. Yeah. And I, I think that the, I think enough of the the hackers aren't even playing it anymore, right? So I think it probably is a much better experience. It's not packed. There's not a ton of people. You could go on a server. You could get your own island. I mean, it's probably not that bad of an experience right now as it is. Now, if everybody started playing it again because it got good, then it would go right back to the pile it is. It was. That's... Interesting. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it, no, I got it's, you. It, with nobody playing it, it's good. <laughs> it, the, the the problem is, is then when people start playing it, it gets bad. So it's like there's it's not a there's a no win situation for this. If it, if people start realizing, saying, "Hey, this is really good," start playing it, we'll be right back to where we were. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. It's true though, right? Isn't that true? Like we, if we went on there, we would probably have fun. It'd be like playing our own private server. Well, yeah, we did actually do a private server, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, well, it was a limited size, but yeah. yeah. Hmm. But you could go on their servers and be. Yeah, I don't want to play. I'd rather play Call of Duty. I don't want to play. I just don't. I just have no interest. I'd rather, if I were going to play, I'd rather play Sea of Thieves, just for a different, fresh experience. Or it Black have Wake. All that. Yeah, Black Wake's not so much of a long-term game though. No, it's, it's more, not. 
PvP short mm. games. Black Wake's a lot of fun. Uh, but if you're if you're gonna build a ship and kind of do the long term thing, I think that Sea of Thieves would be a much better option. It's that that's the thing with these games, and we talk about this so much. Um, and we've got a lot of other news we'll get into, but we talk about initial impressions so much, and I don't speak for everybody. I've been doing a lot of this this show. I don't speak for everybody, but it we just see it time and time again how important it is, Brian. Even if somebody said to me, "Atlas is one of the best games ever. You need to come play." I don't think I'd come play it. Yeah, I am same thing with No Man's Sky. I'm just so and 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 everybody's got those games. A lot of people there that game was H1Z1. Just so incredibly turned off by the first or early experiences you had that you just do not care. You can't just won't get, play. Get, can't get past. I it. don't even want to look at No Man's Sky. I've I know everybody says it's good now. I don't care. I do not want to play it. I don't care. Yeah. I'm gonna be stubborn. Whatever you want to say, I'm not going to play it. I'm never going to play it. I have no interest in playing it. And I'm not going to. That's it. And I feel I the same way about too, Atlas. I just don't care. I think too having a limited amount of time that we can play now. If we're gonna play a game, we're gonna play something that we know we're gonna like. Yeah. Like Call you know, of Duty, Seven Days to Die, Dead by Daylight. Well, that's what I'd rather play. I just, I don't care. I just my nephew play. asked me, my nephew asked me, he says, after I'm done, are you going to play the Star Wars game? And I was like, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Honestly, I just, if I'm going to play, I have all these games that I haven't played, you know, that I want to play. I'm going to play one of those. Like, it's just, I'm not going to play it. And I think that now it's like, okay, I'm going to play a game that either I know I, that I'm looking forward to or that I know that I want to play. That's just, and with this, I'm not going to go back and do the same thing. He 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 said, "Why don't you get Ark on PlayStation?" I played enough Ark. I don't need to play any more Ark. You've got you had your ass handed to you once in Ark. You're good. <laughs> yeah, I just like I, I don't need to do it again. So you know, just like it. So it now it's like I'm going to play. I'm going to play one of these other games that I've been looking forward to, or I really want to go through the story on. It's just yeah, like I'd much rather play Red Dead Redemption than. You know, Atlas. I know you got so much to catch up on. Yeah, I'm just going to have to restart the story. Um, it's unfortunate. Uh, Gadlaw says, uh, there's my H1Z1 reference. Time to crack open a beer. Uh, we should do an infection drinking game for a holiday. <laughs> not not us, because we can't do that on stream. But just like, you know, those bingo cards or they do like the de presidential debate cards where it's like, oh, if so and so says China uh, <laughs> to take a drink or something like that, you know, we can go ahead and. We do like the infection. Imagine how many people game. died in in, uh, <laughs> in the recent in the debates or the, during the election from the word China. Yeah, so we we uh, we should do that. The infection drinking, game. like a bingo card <laughs> sheet. Like, oh, every time Brian says immersion, <laughs> take a shot. <laughs> hey, I've I've not been saying immersion, but there's not been so many things to talk about with immersion lately. And the best part is, I'll know. I will try to like try to egg you on to say like oh, bro what's that word you know the detailed things and games i think right i think right now you're better <laughs> off if, if i would say the word china that seems to come up more often yeah so um there you go that's um uh, we were talking about sea of thieves and then atlas it just kind of all went awry um star citizen boy this is a flash pan um what is going on with star citizen it's been a real long time since we've talked about them they've they're still stealing everybody's money uh, and they <laughs> still don't have a whole hell of a lot to show for it. Um, well, what's I, up I thought there? the okay. So first of all, they're doing a uh, anniversary, you know, whatever big spaceship event event where you can go and fly certain ships for free. You know, ones that would cost you thousands of dollars, <laughs> real dollars, by the way. Uh, you can go on there and try them out for free. 
So uh, if you go to on November 24th, they had uh, a whole list of ships. The 25th, they had a whole list of ships today. And they're kind of based on, um, I think, category ship. Like who, I don't know, in the game, they have maybe where companies that run these or today's consolidated outland Kruger Tumbril. Uh, tomorrow is Argo, Miscellaneous, and Crusader. 28th is going to be the Alien Manufacturer ships. 29th is going to be the Aegis Dynamics. 30th will be Drake Interplanetary. December 1st will be Origin Jumpworks. December 2nd to the 5th will be the best in show ships. So like the giant cutlasses and things like that. So they just really want you to get on one of these ships and see that you can run around and how huge they are. And then when you go and play it on your little rinky dinky ship, realize how inadequate everything that you have is. So then you'll spend a thousand dollars to go buy a, a bigger ship. So, uh, but if you want to do this, they have the schedule. We'll have a link to it. And that's what they're doing. Cool. You can go fly, free fly, uh, and try them out. So this is their promotion. Um, also, they did put it on update, but. I mean, it's not a new feature is there's now a notification message when a player accepts a party invite. Only took them $8 million to do it. Got <laughs> Damn it, you beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn uh, you. <laughs> so also uh, their feature updates for polish and behavior fixes for mission givers. Um, they adjusted ping power requirements to be more compatible with use while the QED is on the Mantis. I don't fix four client crashes. I mean, I don't, I don't never played it. Uh, so I tried playing it, but I think at the time, like it was so slow and laggy. Like I had something where I could walk around a, uh, a cock or like a, uh, you could get into the, into one of the ships and you walked around yeah, the cockpit. in one of the areas. No, not the, but you could actually walk around like a, it was like a, a hangar. Ah, yes. And that was the original. In the ship. You couldn't do yeah, it. Yeah. And it, I was like, I couldn't do anything and it was super laggy. I was just like, all right, I'm done. And I've never tried it since. Did you, did you, were you a backer? No, it ah. had something where I could play free for a gotcha. day. Gotcha. Hmm. And it was just so laggy. I was like, uh, this is just like, it's not even worth it's walking around. Spend $800 pleb. Yeah. All right. Well, that's if I spent a thousand dollars. I could get I could get the uh, dog sixty module. frames per second version. Yeah, at four K, four eighty p upscale to four K. <laughs> what a deal! Um, yeah. Perfect. So there's Star Citizen. I know we've got a bunch of people in our community that are all in on Star Citizen. So keep an eye out for those things. Take advantage of the free weekend if you can uh, for the free flies. That's a uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, so let's talk about a game that we haven't talked about in quite a while. Another game with a very poor first impression, Brian, and that was Jaws of Extinction. Unfortunately. Um, yeah. They had an update here, <clears throat> the alpha version update 0.2.18.0a um, is the version number here, and a couple of things that they did here um, were fix several hidden volumes in the world, preventing pickup slash interaction, fix players receiving no items from their death loot sacks when you would press F to take all, fix character moving at sprint speeds when crouched while holding shift when there is not enough headroom to stand, Fixed jump landing animation briefly, um, briefly playing a running animation after finishing the jump. Character's legs now move in the direction of the movement when crouched instead of always walking forward. Uh, a bunch of other things with smoother animations. 
so that was all on that. Um, they fixed a couple of NPC issues for the environment. They added an additional thousand bird nests around the playable map. So those are lootable things. Um, for the UI, uh, they updated the quest slash objective UI. Hopefully that actually tells you that you need to do the objective now, which it did not do previously. It did, did a very piss poor job at that. Uh, the latest objective is now always displayed in the top right corner of the screen. Perfect. Holding now J allows you to see the full breakdown of your active quests. So they did that. Um, and then they updated the UI buff displays for endurance, pace, stealth, the brute force, armor, eye protection, thermal, and heat resistance, items and placeables. The placeable tent now has 42 available inventory slots instead of 21, so they doubled that. Uh, water collection now displays how fast it's filling. By the way, that's something H1Z1 never had. That was always something that used to bug me. Never knew what the water collection status was. Um, the water collector can now fill multiple items at the same time. A um, bunch of things with water collection. Overall, a couple one, performance. One interesting thing, yeah, they, the thousand bird nests around the map yeah. you can loot. You know, imagine how painstaking that is. You got to go place, place a thousand those. bird nests. Um, I it's probably worth giving this a try again, uh, even though there's no multiplayer. Yeah. Just the fact that now the UI, like, so the issue I yeah, had you actually originally, have a quest objective, and it'll make you feel like you're accomplishing something, not wandering around. Trying yeah, to well, the original issue I had was it. I either didn't hear or just didn't didn't pay attention to the quest, which came over like an in-game radio. And I just didn't know what to do because there's no, I, I yeah. just didn't know what to do. I was new to the game. So that was a problem. And now it, apparently it'll always tell you in the upper answer go here, which is good. And then we can actually get a weapon. Yeah. Instead of just walking around getting mauled by zombies. Yeah. So there's Jaws of Extinction. I don't believe it's on sale. It is not. Um, it's not on sale for it's 1999, uh, yeah, but it's 1999. So uh, go ahead and check it out. Very good. Um, so one th game that we haven't talked about for a little while, but survive the nights has come out. Uh, I, well, they they went to version 1.0. Yeah. Uh, there is a video. Okay. Uh, the trailer for it. If you'd like, I don't know if you want to play the yeah. launch trailer. Let's take a look. Uh, real quick. What, what is, what is survive the nights? Which one is that? So this is an open world survival. Uh, it's got, I mean, it's pretty much an open world survival game. Mm -hmm. uh, it's got zombies, but it is a kind of a more hardcore. Okay. Uh, you, you actually can place objects like on shelves and kind of similar to what, um, uh, what was it? Uh, so it, it's, it's a physical inventory type of a system where you, oh, like, like let's say you, you have, yeah, you can place items on the shelves of your little base and gotcha. things like that. You can place traps in the world. It, it's a very interesting game. Not a lot of people have been playing it, but it'll be interesting to see now that it's in 1.0 if it starts to pick up a bit because they they haven't really been vocal up until this point. Yeah. All right, let's take a look at that. It is the uh, Survive the Nights 1.0 gameplay trailer.
I'll tell you what, Brian, that had a yeah. real seven days to die feel. No. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it has kind of that feel to it. But, but look, um, you know, it looks like that's what. But it, feels it was like. more of the the movement and the way that the zombies are coming at the, the entryway. Yeah. Uh, hmm. But they've done a lot of work on it. I remember when I first played it because I have this. Um, it's on sale. When I first played it, it was kind of rough with the frame rates and everything. But I think they've gone through and fixed a lot of the things. And this this is kind of like a mega thread. This page they have shows a lot of their like month to month updates that they've done. Can- and uh, and they they've done a lot to the game. So I think it'd be worth if you have a group of people can going we, in and uh, trying it out. Can we host a server for this? Um, I'd have to see how the so. server hosting works. I, I, if do I own this? If if it works, survive. I, would. I don't survivorium. No, I don't think I'm. I'm buying this right now. This looks awesome. This trailer looks really good. This looks like Seven Days to Die, which I really yeah, enjoy. And but it, like a more um, not. It's it, more. It's got like more of a realistic look. It's not realistic. Yeah, and you can stretch, but in your the way that you make base is more like you're inhabiting a place. Seven Days to Die kind of has that, but you don't feel attached to the place that you're inhabiting. Yeah, you're just kind of shoring it up, and it's purely a utility. Twenty dollars so. on sale for during the uh, Steam Summer or <laughs> Summer Steam Steam Autumn Sale, nineteen ninety nine. It's a pretty good price. So this is one point uh, and hmm. I think uh, I think it'd be worth trying if we get a group of people and kind of just treat it. If we have to treat it a little bit like Seven Days to Die. Yeah. Well, you know, go in there and just see how how it feels and if we enjoy it. Well, I'm going to I'm going to purchase it. You already own it. So we'll schedule a week, yep. we'll schedule a weekend here. I see a couple of my friends on Steam already own it. So we'll schedule a weekend for this coming up. So if you're looking for you know, if you're looking for something maybe a, a new game to try and you've got, you know, $20 you're willing to throw away if it sucks, um I'd say this, we're going to give this a try. So, love to have you. Sounds good. All right. Um Pandemic Express, a game that we've talked about a little bit. Yeah. They uh, they released their, well, an update on the 22nd here. It's the Set of Hope and Leaders set. And one thing, Set of Hope, is you can turn a zombie into a human once per match. Uh, and it is given a rifle with one bullet for turning a zombie. So that's one of the characters. Or there's the leader set, which is invisible while crouching. Visibility doesn't work on the train, and you can't shoot while invisible. Um, they added server lists. They added ability to hold custom servers, uh, hosting. They're going to have a, instructions for doing it here soon. Uh, they added a sniper rifle with a scope to drops. The bombers now will die after taking one hit. They added a new car model, and then they did some fixes to the map and to the FX. It's a really so, weird game. Yeah, it's it's kind of going for the, I don't know. It, what's strange is they're trying to make it feel like uh, some of the source games and things like that to where you're doing these weird kind of glitches. Unreal tournament. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like back then people figured out how to kind of glitch and do weird stuff in the games. And it's like, this is a game that's doing it on purpose. This looks like absolute insanity. I would, I would be to say, Atrocious is an understatement at this game. This you'd this, be raging. So this hard is at this, this game. is a this is a Twitch shooter to the nth degree. Yeah, and I just can't hang with this. This is like this is like this is this is Unreal Tournament 2003 on steroids. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just 
it's like it's just retarded how like the the the, the physics just are stupid makes no sense yeah people are shooting guns and it makes them fly yeah i mean it's just it's just stupid i don't know it could be could be amazing we're just not giving it the well chance. it is on sale so for seven dollars and now now it is a, to be fair it's it is published by tiny build and tiny build does have a reputation of making and publishing good indie games smaller indie games um so i'm not i'm not saying it's garbage uh recently the reviews are mostly positive it's got mixed reviews overall it's been out for two months um yeah so yeah give it a, give it a if you're looking again same thing the the you know, this is the this is the autumn sale. If you're looking to, you know, spend some money on a couple games, great. this this could be a good opportunity. They have a Discord too, so you can check that out. <clears throat> uh, so one thing, Zira, they are doing a, I guess, autumn Thanksgiving, whatever type of an event. Cool. They're calling it the autumn event. Uh, and so if you're interested in trying that, that goes for. Let's see. Trying to see if there's the dates on here so December, December 3rd. 3rd yep so it goes from it goes from today through December 3rd and they're doing a 40 percent discount so if you don't know the game it's 11.99 good price uh and if you play you so we have 25 new autumn themed skins that you can unlock and you can collect the autumn 2019 skin crates uh, by taking out the human humanoid robots in the world and they're also available in the cosmetic shop so that is the Falls Robo Purge Autumn 2019 event. There's also, he put out his 5.5 hotfix. And so if you want to check that out, uh, he has some issue, he fixed an issue with the servers, with the radio, um, tweaked the ATV in there, uh, changed some settings with the rain, and uh, fixed some UI issues, and then some textures in the world. So um, that is 5.5. Let me ask you this, Brian. Why yeah. don't I want to play this game? I don't know. Well, I think that it's kind of a not necessarily a BRish, but it feels a lot like BR. And I just we haven't been playing any type of BRish games where you have to run around for a long time. I think part of it is where we haven't been playing games where you can die when you have to run, possibly run for long periods of time. Okay, so the question is: is it is it us? Or is it? I think it's us. It's just us. Personally, okay. I think we have we haven't been playing these types of games. Hmm. I mean, can you name another game like it that you've been playing? No, in that style. No, <laughs> no. exactly. You've no. been playing ones that are faster, faster uh, matches. That yeah, like Pandemic less... Express. Well, you would probably like Pandemic Express. <laughs> no, absolutely uh, not. <laughs> but like Call of Duty, you're playing a lot of Call of Duty and things like that, where they're quick matches. You can get in, you play for a little bit, and then you can just drop it, and you don't, there's no sense of loss. Yeah, absolutely. After I play three quarters of a game, uh, excuse me, I play one third of a game and realize that why am I wasting my time and I can shut it off. It's <laughs> I die four times in a row right off the bat and just shut the game off. It's great. Very, very. I just convenient. think that right now people are struggling to play that style. I mean, at least in our community, are yeah. struggling to play that because we played so many of that type of game. You think we need like a we need like a rebirthing of, of this kind of genre? We need to play like we need to play some like really really arcadey stuff for a while so that we get sick of arcadey. No, I like and arcadey. Then, I've always liked arcadey. I know, but if you're gonna try go to non arcadey, you got you've got to get sick of arcadey. I just and they'd be like, I need something that has some depth to it. I just don't know. I, I just as bad as this sounds, this is not shot at zero. 
it, it's just in general, Brian. I don't have an interest in playing any of these games. I don't know what yeah. it is. I, 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 well, I can tell you what I think it is. I think it's the unfinishedness of the game. Is just, I, I just, I'm just burnt out on unfinished. Yeah. I just, I'm you want just polished. It's not that I even want polished. I just, want, I just want it to be done. Yeah. I just want a featured I, game. I've said. I've been saying, I don't know for how long now, that I think the early access craze is done. I think that people are over early access. People don't have time for it. There's too many games out there to sit there and dwell on early access. Like, I know, um, and by the way, I want to thank our friend um, Valp1, who just hit us up with the uh, resubscription here. Uh, We appreciate him and everybody else that hits us with those subs. Barbie says Nick is getting old. His kid like self is going. Um, yeah. What I just. Like, for example, we were just talking about. Um, what game were we talking about? Dead Matter. We we're talking about Dead Matter earlier in the show. I love everything about Dead Matter. I love the concept, the guys that are doing it. And I feel the same way about Zero. The concept is super cool. The guys behind it are freaking awesome everybody's been super nice and right now because i can't play it i want to play it but i know damn well brian you and i are going to do the same thing dead matter is going to come out we're going to play it for a couple days and that's it i just know it i know it i know it i know it i know it because that's what happens with every single one of these games i don't know what it is but i just there's too many there's too many other options right i just don't care i just i like zira I really do. I like miscreated. I like all these games. I just don't want to play them because I'm just so fed up with. I, I, there's, I'd rather. Here's the thing, Brian. I'd rather play nothing. That's the worst part. If you said, hey, Nick, would you rather browse YouTube for two and a half hours or play Zero Miscreated, one of those other games? You know what? I'd, I'd almost guarantee you I'd choose to browse YouTube. I just, I just have no interest. And it's not the yeah. game specifically. I don't know what it is about the not fully finished, nothing to do. Why do I want? Why do I want to play? You think it's because there's right? no end to it? There's nothing to do. But it, but I'm saying for me, sometimes a game, will, some something that will draw me to a game is I know that there's a conclusion. Okay, I can play through a certain amount of time, and, and then like I beat it, or then I can move on. So where these games don't have an end. So not from the gaming world, but I've been watching, um, I've been getting into uh, a little bit of anime recently, and I found that I'm going back and watching a show because I can see like, oh, six episodes, five at four, three, two, and I like there's there's an actual end in sight, and I like that. I can be like, all right, I'm, yeah. I'm probably going to finish the show this weekend or this week, whatever, yep. whatever it may be. And then you've done it, and it's, and it's yeah. you're like, and okay, I, I experienced yeah, that. Yeah, I'm going to move on to the next show. But move with all the, the open world survival stuff, we got away from that to where I think people just like they don't want to get started on it because they know that there's no end to it. Like if I, if, if you and I, like it's right now, you and I just said, Hey, for the next three hours, we're just going to play zero. What would we do? And what, why would we play it again tomorrow? I don't think we would. Now, if I said, yeah, Brian, I think- Hey, I want to play zero with you right now. And you're like, fine, I'll play again. Not a shot at zero. I'm just, I want to be clear. It's just something about these style of games. And maybe you're right. Well, you're probably right. This oh, this this well, never ending, this black hole of, so we play for three hours. What are we going to accomplish? And if we don't come and play back tomorrow, see, what's Ark the point? Ark did a good job, though. 
Ar Ark did a good job yeah. with giving you a, a a kind of a gauge of of accomplishment by your building or by the things you were taming. So you were able in within a reasonable amount of time to really feel like there was some accomplishment there. Where with a lot of other mostly open world games where they don't have such a definite set of progression, it's harder to maintain because okay, I got this piece of gear or I got, you know, I picked up this weapon and what else have you done to really show a sense of progress? Where in Ark, we'd be like, oh, we just, we built this base, we converted this many walls to metal or we tamed this dinosaur. They had that. And I think that that is the difference that a lot of these games, I think they need, and even Seven Days to Die, I think why it hold, would hold our interest is because we could build up a base and be like, hey, look what we did while you were gone. Where the other games don't have that. Brian, we're the uh, we're the proverbial dog, right? That's just looking for the pat on the head. And yeah, we need we need feedback. And yeah. I think a lot of these games don't have feedback anymore. You just opened my eyes. So I mean, no, I mean, I'm being serious. Like you just it, yeah. that that is exactly what that's exactly what it is. There's just miscreate. I feel the exact same way. Let's yeah, play miscreate for don't four give, hours. They don't give us a bone. There's nothing to do. <laughs> Not, not that yep. there's okay. That's not true. I, I keep misstating it. It's not that there's nothing to do. There's nothing to, in my experience, there's nothing to build towards where there's something that's gratifying or something that like okay, great. Let's repair the bus. Then we'll drive around in the bus. Everybody's gonna go to bed, and we're never we're gonna play the game in a year and a half. Yeah. Where if they that's the thing is like with miscreated, if they could just make it to where the bases weren't easy, so easily hacked, you weren't everything wasn't destroyed every time you logged in, right? which I think they have made steps for that. But when we first got into it, we were looking for that experience, the gratification that we got from H1Z1. Yeah, we can build a base in and an having afternoon. that base. We could come back in the next day and continue the story, right? Continue playing. That never happened. We, we tried. We tried to make it H1Z1. We go in there. We build a base. It instantly was gone. Uh, we tried to do anything, and it was instantly gone. So we were doing that constant resets, and we're like, well, what's the point? We didn't ever had that... That thing that was like, okay, when I come back, I'm going to continue from here going forward. You know, ne we never got it. And I think that right now zero is in that kind of same place to where people don't, there's, there, it's, there's not that permanent. I think once he gets bases or something that makes it more of a permanent tomorrow, I'm going to come back and I'm going to continue rather than right now it's, I'm going to come back and I'm gonna, it's like starting over. Yeah. You know, spot on. So I think that's what we're looking for. And, and games that come out with that, like if we had as a group, we were hoping that that was what Atlas would be. What what made what drove us away from Atlas when they when that was instantly gone and we didn't have that sense of we can come back tomorrow and continue. And it was very because gratifying was building because before we lost yeah. the ship, we're going ham. People come, yeah. People were coming back the next day. We we're continuing it over multiple days. Yeah, it was there, it was there, and because of the bugginess and the brokenness, instantly gone. And we're like, all right, we're done. So, and, and Arc didn't do that. Arc managed, I mean, we had it where we were server wiped, right? But it wasn't the bugginess of the game so much. Yeah. But that, up until that point, like it held us all. I mean, it kept us going and we enjoyed it. So, yeah, man. That's uh, the name of the game. All right. So, uh, one more. ROE, I mentioned them a little earlier. Uh, they put out a, a small patch, and this was on the 21st. It's a lot of weapon skins. So uh, if if you play that, they added 
in the store probably like 10 something weapon skins uh they also have a weapon skin supply box drop so you can go on there and it has some skins in there uh and they have added a weekly challenge using this six uh different tactical abilities and they it says these new challenges will be unlocked next wednesday so i think that will be tomorrow right yeah Uh, actually yeah so that's that'll be tomorrow so if you're interested in trying that out and they had a list of bug fixes and things like that. So, all right. Um, anything else on here though that's super pressing that we need to cover this week? Uh, we didn't get to. A um, so I just to wanted everything. to play. How about this land is my land is a game. I just wanted to mention. There's a trailer on there. Yeah, play I just want to play that really quick. Yeah, let me see. Me but this see. is a kind of a survival game that just came out on the 20th, and it's a early access uh, action simulation. Okay. And it's based on your from the perspective of an of a Native American, which I kind of talked about. Remember, I said this would be interesting to play a game where you're you're on that side, kind of repelling, yeah, people that are invading your land. Uh, I don't if you want to play. Yeah, it's not talking. I mean, you could play kind of some audio in the background. Okay. But. Yeah, let's uh, let's take a look at it. Very much looks like Unreal Engine. Yeah, for sure. Looks. I think they did a really good job. This is a single player game, by the way. Um, so this is not an open world survival, more of a story that you're trying to follow. Hmm. Got a Red Dead vibe, of course, just based on the era. Yeah. And so far up to this point for audio listeners, they pretty much have shown people coming in and kind of settling out in uh, out in the wilderness. That guy's wearing jeans fully underwater. I guess that's maybe what they did. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So... That was just kind of setting up the tone. If you could play the other one, it shows combat. Uh, yeah, give me one. So they have an action video. Uh, this one, much more fast-paced. You can actually see what the game looked like. The, I think the other one's kind of setting was trying to set up more of the environment. Yeah. Here they're showing, you know, they show all the cut-down trees. You know, coming in and seeing people come and destroy your land, pretty much.
damn. Killed the hell out of those people. Yeah. So, I mean, looks like it could be interesting. $39.99 right now. Just came out this past week. How much? $39.99. Yeah. I don't, know about, I don't know about all that. Seems so. probably a little rich for what the game's got. Well, and okay. So, and get this. So, they also have a bundle the found the dlc founders edition dlc which if you bundle the game and the dlc it's 79 dollars 98 cents yeah the dlc is 39.99 by itself max social inventory max social trading unique in-game bow your name your your name or name of your choice in game Enemies roster, access to private Discord server, 400 time, 400x trader token, daily bonuses, 400 SP. Yeah, man. This just doesn't seem like a $40 game. I mean, I could be wrong. I've been wrong plenty of times in the past. Just based on what I just saw, it did not seem like a $40 game. Is it on Steam? Yes. Does it have reviews? Uh, so far, it is very... Let's see, where'd it go? Oh, the, the DLC um very positive hmm. very positive 84 reviews so far very positive how what's the percentage it is mouse over mostly positive yeah. it'll tell you 86 percent yeah that's pretty high hmm. are positive small sample size but okay so here i'll, I'll read you one how about i read you one yes uh, please one of the negatives <clears throat> At its current price and condition, I'm going to have to say take a pass on this for a while. There are a lot of items that need work. The game is early access, so I will uh, cut them some slack if it is aligned reasonably close to other EA games' price points. Uh, almost $45 after tax for the current build of the game, and I'd call this an alpha build at best. The AI is passable-ish. There's almost no tutorial. If you look at social chat, you'll see dozens of players struggling to do the same basic things repeatedly. In a year, who knows? It might actually be good and worth revisiting. As it stands right now, it's okay to mediocre. I wanted to keep it, but I ended up refunding it because of how much work is needed, the lack of polish for the price point. $19.99, we would have kept it and let it play out. Double that, I expect something uh, above what other titles are offering, and this just doesn't do that. How about a positive review? Anything that jumps off the page? Uh, well, I'll read the... How about the top let me see if there's one that has okay who has the most hours yeah so here's someone with 60 hours okay i'll just read the beginning of it yeah i've enjoyed this game for many many hours prior to the steam early access release the game is a third person stealth oriented action adventure um you earn experience points by defeating enemies hunting and crafting these points are then spent on skill upgrades and new crafting instructions uh, crafting is done using gathered hunted or scavenged materials uh, there's also a management system for your resistances. Um, he's going to conclude by saying it's not a AAA budget game with motion capture, story cutscenes, etc., and compelling side uh, missions. It relies on the open world sandbox and game loops to propel the player. But if you fancy the idea of sneaking into enemy camps to intimidate or kill them uh, camp by camp, region by region, uh, and plays a little like Red Dead Redemption, Assassin's Creed, then you'll want, uh, you'll want to do this. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't sound like a $40 title. <clears throat> and I get it. No. It's tough because if you imagine selling a game for, never mind. We, we, it's, we're, yeah, we're way late on this, but you imagine selling a game for $20, then you got to pay your credit card fees, your 
if you're selling it through Steam, you've got to pay a Steam fee through any other. Any everybody's going to charge a percentage off the top of that. If it's an Unreal, they have to pay a part of it, portion of it to Unreal. You sell a game for ten dollars, you well, may make eight if you're lucky. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I get if you sell for twenty dollars, you may make eight. Yes, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. So you know, I understand not wanting to sell a game for twenty dollars, but as that first review stated, so it just doesn't seem like a forty dollar game. This has going for it is that it's single player. Yeah, because a lot of these we that we see they're multiplayer, and then you know the price point just doesn't. You know, they're if they're selling it for too cheap, then they have to maintain servers. You know, it's not going to last. Yeah, at least with this one, they can sell it, and they don't have that recurring cost going on. Gotcha. So that I mean that helps them a little bit. All right, we'll check it out. You can check it out. It's called This Land. Just is look interesting. Island. Yeah, no, it definitely looks. The graphics look good. I mean, it you know could be one to kind of watch in the future. Looks very interesting. All right, um, we are way over. Um, so let's quickly jump into current. Wow, it's very loud. Current players. Let's take a look at the current players of games that are you know, the games. People are playing them. Twenty-seven thousand four hundred seventy-nine people currently playing Ark. The twenty-four hour peak, forty-two thousand one hundred twenty-eight, with a seven-day peak of fifty-seven thousand six hundred and sixty-five. Let's take a look over at Rust. Currently playing thirty-five thousand four hundred sixty-eight. The 24-hour peak, 54,460, with the 7-day peak, 73,585. This game really has taken a chunk out of Ark's player base. It's doubled. It, it's Ark's 7-day peak is almost the 24-hour peak for Rust. That's pretty incredible. Let's take a look at 7 Days to Die, currently playing 16,288. The 24-hour peak, 19,267, with a 7-day peak, 27,700. And 76. And I did one other game. Yeah, there it is. Miscreated. Currently playing 468. The 24 hour peak, 659. With a 24 hour peak, excuse me, 7 day peak, 832. That is current players. It's the games and the people that are currently playing them. All right. Let's go ahead and let's try tip of the week here. And that's where I go through and either give a general gaming tip or one for a specific game. And I figured, well, it'll be fun since Nick loves this game. I do it on Pandemic Express. So come, this is tip of the week. Come on. Girl, on. <laughs> Girl, on. All right, so in Pandemic Express, they currently have about six weapons in there. Uh, now, five of those weapons have different tier levels, and they have a general one through five tier that you can do. Uh, tier one, for instance, is white, as you'll have a one star uh, on it. Tier two is green with two stars. Tier three, of course, three stars is blue. The four stars are like a lavenderish purple color. Uh, then the five stars is a gold color. Uh, and then there's an orange, but that is reserved for the rockets. So the rocket launcher can have a sixth tier on it. Uh, what these tiers mostly do in this game is actually affect the ammo capacity. And so if you have a tier one revolver that holds three bullets, uh, if you have a tier five revolver re- revolver that holds 18 bullets. So there's quite a bit of a difference, uh, especially as you go towards late game, having you know three bullets in your gun versus 18 bullets before you have to reload again. Uh, one game, if you're going to be uh, playing, one thing you want to try to get is a shotgun, uh, because if you can get something like a tier three shotgun or later, 
or, or higher uh, towards the late game. That's a very good weapon. But the revolver, also a very good weapon to have. You can get a tier four or five just because of the amount of bullets that they hold. Uh, that's a very limiting. There's not like damage and all that doesn't really affect. Um, but the amount of ammo that you can hold, if you can get like, that revolver at, at tier four or five and have that 18 bullets, it makes a big difference in this one towards the end game. So hopefully that helps you out to kind of understand what the uh, different tiers of these weapons do. And uh, if you can find them, uh, you know, we'll have to see if we can get in here and play this game a little bit and uh, and see if Nick enjoys it. But that is tip of the week. Wouldn't, love the game. wouldn't, wouldn't gamble. Imagine how that. far you could fly with 18 bullets. I don't even know what that means. You know, you shoot at the ground. I, mean, I, I, it, I know it, what like, that means. Shoot I, you like a rocket. You just, yeah, I don't know. Do, it, fly through the air. I mean, I'll just hook up my uh, PlayStation, play Unreal Tournament. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm good to go. I'll play, go play Halo. <laughs> shoot at the ground, throw grenades at the ground, blow my shoot my Warthog up in the air. I mean, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's pretty much it. I'm a professional. <laughs> All right. All right. We are we ready, well uh, over our time here, Brian. Uh, I know I don't have hockey tonight, so I'm just yeah, I'm not in a rush. Tired, long week. <laughs> All right, <laughs> so let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and do the game giveaway. All here. right. So congratulations, Valp One. Hey-o. Valp One, you have won a copy of the Dwarves. So I will uh, I will send you a key here in. Uh, I'll send it probably into Discord cool. before the night's over. All right, thank you, Valp, and thanks to everybody else for joining us, Brian. Thank you. And uh, yes. where can people find you on the ARPANET? Is that well, what it was called? If you want to find me ARPANET. <laughs> yeah, ARPANET, yes. <laughs> okay. If you want to find me on there and your dial up uh, 2400 bot if you upgraded it, modem. Yeah, I go to, uh, uh, give me. Yeah, I go to uh, MIT. I can check you out. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can get at Boise Computer on Twitter. Of course, my blog, biteoftech.com. And also, we have our website, infectionpodcast.com. And on the right hand side, if you join our Discord server, you can submit news throughout the week. Uh, you can also go on there when we're playing different games, hang out and chat. Whenever we're playing Call of Duty, go on there. Uh, if you want to get a notification before the live show, you join our Steam group and a little notification will pop up with Steam right before we start. You can join us in chat. Uh, we have our Twitch link on there. We have our YouTube, our Mixer link if you want to come watch us live or watch uh, some of the recordings. Uh, we have our podcast form. So whether you're on an Apple or uh, Android, you can click any of those or listen to us on various apps or websites. And those are all available. We have our show notes for every single now 254 episodes. So if you want to uh, watch any of the videos or see any of the things we reference, you can click in there and we have all the links for various things that we discussed. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can do that through, if you can do any maybe Black Friday shopping on Amazon, you can click our link before you go on there. I think if you type amazon.infectionpodcast.com, that will take you to our uh, to our Amazon link. It's for the really US, easy to do. probably. For the U.S., yeah. Yep, uh, or if if you want to uh, support us through Humble Bundle, um, I don't know, maybe humble.infectionpodcast.com. I don't know. We'll see if that works. Uh, or you can go to our website, infectionpodcast.com forward slash support. Or if you have an Amazon Prime, a uh, great way you can is just to support us through your Prime subscription on Twitch. You're a professional, Brian. Both Amazon.infectionpodcast and humble.infectionpodcast.com. Both go to their respective places. I expect oh, nothing yes. less from Boise Computer. On Twitter. That's right. <laughs> Gotta make sure I do this right. Yeah, absolutely. Um uh so you're traveling, so have a um have a uh safe, safe travel. Yeah, as long travels. as it doesn't snow like crazy. It's supposed to snow here, so we'll oh, see. And not in the greatest I'm planning on it though. The greatest 
place on earth. It can't snow there. There's been no, no, there's well, no issues. I'm worried about it more snowing in Washington, the second. Oh. Well, no, it's not a second. I don't know what, what their ranking would be in the world, but yeah. Uh, okay. Well, nevertheless, safe travels. Um, and we will, um, a lot of people are going to be off this week, end of the week for at least in the U S. So if you're around playing something, pop into discord, see what's going on. I'll be playing some cod, uh, probably tomorrow night, maybe late, depending on what's going on. And then, uh, I'll be out for the weekend. So, uh, okay. thank you, Brian. Happy Thanksgiving, safe travels, and we will chat with you next Tuesday for Very good. another show. All righty, folks, that is going to do it. As I said to Brian, hopefully everybody in the United States has a uh, safe and happy Thanksgiving. Well, you need to check me out on social media. At Nicholas M. Craig is my Twitter. If you missed any portion of the show, show notes, links, images, all that fun jazz is on our website. It is Infection Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you next time.